roll up, roll up, one and all, everybody in the building, get the fuck off the chairs and into the air, it's time for Hear No Movie, See No Movie, episode 50, the only podcast in the world coming to you live when we recorded it from Afters, New South Wales, baby, Alexander Richmond is my co-host and I'm Jack Savage. And we're the boys on the waves. I solemnly swear to watch 100 movies. Watch 100 movies. My eyes or ears. With my eyes or ears. Over the next two years. Over the next two years. And then make a podcast. And then make a podcast. Oh man. Excruciatingly awful. They are. They are. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing great. Did we decide to change our names? Yes, the, we did. The boys on the waves. Yeah, we're the boys on the waves with the surfers on the radio waves. Um, oh, I, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surfers on the radio waves. The radio waves. It feels really good to be... We're in a proper studio. I'm, I'm giddy. Yeah. I'm, I'm giddy with excitement. <laughs> I'm so excited. It feels... Yeah. I honestly feel like a radio DJ right now. Um... Now I know how it feels to be Carl Sanderlin. I know how it feels to be successful. You know what I mean? Mm. Like we let's let's paint a bit of a, a picture of where we are here, Jack. So mm-hmm. tell me what you, what do you see? Um, well, what I see is we're in this beautiful state of the art studio with a big glass window looking down on a whole bunch of really ants. successful looking people. Ants, ants exactly. To us in here. Um, it's great. I love it. I could definitely get used to it. And I'm glad that after it took us 49 episodes of being really low budget. And then finally, we've gotten picked up for the 50th episode um, for one time only. Maybe we'll only record in studios from now on. So the next 50 episodes will take a lot longer because we'll, we'll refuse to record. We'll refuse any. to record unless we are specifically in this beautiful studio again. Exactly. Well, I think it's true. You know, once you go to a good studio, you never go back. As the old adage goes. I've got that on a t-shirt, actually. <laughs> it's a really good t-shirt a as good well. good t-shirt, thank you. I, I always thought it, it looks good on my figure. Yeah. So here we are. The other nice thing is that we're together. This we is the are. first episode in... What, is, what has it been? Um, it would have been about a year and almost two months. Let me, let me check the stats. Check I've got the our stats. stats up. The last episode that we did together in the same room... It must have been... Well, it would have been before July 11, which is when I left. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think it... Was it Geostorm? Yeah, it was I think Geostorm. it was. That was episode 27. <laughs> Jesus We've actually Christ. done nearly half of our episodes <laughs> yeah, apart. That's, that's atrocious. <laughs> that's, it sounds like good on us for sticking yeah. with it, but I mean, that's really appalling. What, where, what date was Geostorm? Geostorm was... It just says one year ago. If I go into it, maybe it'll actually say. Ah, uh, right. It doesn't want me to actually go into it. Well, that's it. okay. I think from the thing is, I went and listened back to Geostorm the other day. Yeah. Um, because I knew that we were, we might do a bit of a like remember the remember the good old days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe it was about five days. It was within the week that I left, so I think it was maybe it would have been like the sixth of July. So that's like that's that's thirteen months ago, that that really thirteen months ago that we that we last sat in a room together and did the podcast in this awful fashion, and here we are thirteen months later, kings. We've con- we've conquered the the wasteland, and we're back together 
for one episode. It's kind of like you've left. It's kind of like we were living in a in a hovel, mm. and you left and you've returned after a long journey, and I'm in a mansion now. Yeah, it's, right. It's so good. Look upon my domain and weep. I know, and I can only imagine that th- you've been recording the podcast in this booth every week. Yes, that is why my audio always sounds significantly better than yours. <laughs> yeah. That is the reason. Yes, I've uh, been recording with a piece of paper and a potato. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if that was the truth, I would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, nah, it's, it's been fine. Some of them are unlistenable, as we've mentioned before. Yes, well, that was before I realized that I should buy an actual audio recorder. I kept yes. holding it. I was being stubborn. I was being stubborn <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to spend money on a record. Well, why would I need that when I've got a mic in my computer? And that was an extremely naive thing to think. Yeah. Um, I hope we don't have any... If we had any audio uh, like audio production students who were fans, they definitely were not fans after like episode 30 oh, when we did would, Baywatch. Yeah, they definitely would have skipped God. I don't even want to listen back to that episode. It embarrasses me a little bit that mm. that is. <laughs> yeah, it's. We should we should really. I mean, I I it stand it almost stands there as like an affront to our achievement. But I really don't. I don't like having it out there. It's mm. all it's fucking awful. Yeah. I, well, I've I've mentioned to you before, Jack, that mm. I would like to get some actors in. I would like. This is the thing, though. This yeah. is a painstaking process. I would need to go and listen back to the entirety of the Baywatch episode, transcribe it, mm. and then hire two people to re-record it. Yeah, which is the other thing as well. Transcribing it could take years. Quite it, a while. It, like, it is... It is look, if, you, if you're listening to this, I, I recommend go back to the Baywatch episode. Let's pop on a minute of it. <laughs> and if you can last longer than that, honestly, you're a better person than I am. Maybe I'll, I'll, maybe I'll just edit in a minute of it right here. Yeah. So that we can compare com- exactly the audio yeah. quality that we're working with right now and what it was like then. Yeah, yeah. So then this, this, you'll come back to this and you'll be like, I feel like I'm being massaged <laughs> in my ear canals by how good this is. I love it because it really, it really helps our, our quite deep voices resonate. Mm. It's beautiful. I it's feel so like nice. I've never, I've never sounded this good. I never thought that my voice was that deep. I always thought it was quite grating, but you're right. This is... It's a good, it's a good feeling. We're both Barry White now. We're really, the, it's all the audio equipment. We are unlistenable in real life, but on this. Uh, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to find one minute from that episode. I'm going to put it right here. And as soon as that finishes, what I want you to do right now, Jack, is say something really nice to really massage the ears after mm, that. Yeah. Okay, ready? And you're going to say it now. They have to run away. They have to, some people are entering, right? Some bad guys are entering. So they're like, oh no, we got to hide. And you know how morgues have like those shelves for the dead bodies that they kind of pull out, right? I've heard of them, yep. Yeah, you've heard of them. Uh, so yep. this is the part of the film where the editing gets quite frustrating. So they're like, oh no, people are coming. And then they edit it. And the next thing we see is all three of them are kind of side by side in, in those drawers, right? Where the dead bodies normally are. Yep. So my chief question is, how did they all get inside? Because one of them has to be outside to push the drawer closed. Right? That's true. So, like, one of them could have gotten two of them in and pushed the drawers closed, but the third one wouldn't be able to, like, pull the drawer closed from the inside. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Is this the mortician in the room as well? It's just like, oh, no, how are we going to get inside? And the mortician's like, I can help you. Ah, where did you come from? (laughs) 
<laughs> there must be a whole deleted scene. Yeah, with the friendly mortician who comes in, helps him in, is like, good luck with your lifeguarding, everyone. I hope you catch those yeah. drug criminals. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe it's a, it's an extension of the Hippocratic that he he feels compelled to to help them, even though he knows it's completely illegal. But he's like, yeah. well, I mean, I'm not really doing much else. So I suppose I'll help you. And you're back in the room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was lovely. That yeah. was almost too much. Well, yeah. Well, I think. I mean, I think even putting a minute of of that audio is even too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. But yes. No. That's good. That that that'll be that'll be juxtaposition. I believe yeah. is what it's called. Uh, that is what it's called. Thank yeah. you for getting the word right. You know, I would be on your back if you didn't. Yeah. Exactly. It's a shame though, because I think the Baywatch episode was okay. But just the audio quality was... And, like, look, yeah. I fully take responsibility for that. You're a brave man being the editor of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I really didn't do you any favours. Well, I mean, that was that was also partly my fault because that was when we were trying to record off of uh, Skype. Yes. I was kind of transcribing the audio from the Skype call, which meant that if the Skype call had bad connection, which it did on this case, mm-hmm. it was indecipherable. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, enough about the bad times. Let's... Do you mind if I just get some like get some spring cleaning done right up the top? Absolutely, I would love that, Alex. Okay, so I'm going to introduce you all to a little a new little segment that I like to call "Please Respond." Alex desperately emails Junky and hopes for a response. Please respond. I, ju- I lied. Uh, it's not a real. It's not a new segment. It's the one we've done. It's before. the old one. Oh, we should we should get the in in like. Uh, to to celebrate being in the good studio, we should get like a um someone sings the theme song like a proper musician, like a really like Alex Maybe desperately. Get, yeah. <laughs> we should get Eddie Vedder in to record. I, I could get Eddie Vedder in. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, I'm on the phone to him right now. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, we'll get him called up in the studio. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie Vedder. Uh, we told you. He's a really nice uh, man. <laughs> so for the past, I think, 15 episodes or so, I think it would have started around around episode 35. I'll, I'll be able to check that at some point. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've sent about that many. Yep. Um, I started to try to get in contact with uh, junkie.com to get them to write an article about our little podcast. <laughs> Come, come, come! Watch us implode on ourselves. I think we're going to create a new segment for this program, which is Alex desperately emails Junkie every week. Uh, so every week, I'm going to write up an email saying, "Hey, Junkie, maybe you like this podcast? These two idiots doing this stupid thing, uh, and see if they respond. How about, maybe. How about that? Maybe they'll how maybe they'll that? write a, maybe they'll write a listicle about us." Um, maybe they'll write a cool listicle that appeals to um, appeals to millennials um, in an informative but fun way, um, like like they do all the time. I love love Junkie, love those, love what they're doing, <laughs> love everything about them. And this is mostly gone. Uh, would you say poorly? Um, I'd say yeah. It's it, I mean it's not an F. But it's probably quite close. But let's it's say D, D minus it's minus. D, okay, well, yeah. D minus minus, so plus. 
Exactly. <laughs> only a few Mets, uh, Mets nerds out Any there. Any Mets fans out there? Uh, now, I think we've come close. Uh, we did get them to respond to my attempt to get employed by Junkie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that it counts a little bit. Which is currently going through an appeals court right now. There is, I mean, technically, <laughs> yeah. technically by the letter of the law, it's not, it's not like constitutional. So it, we are being sued by several agencies. But, you know... Technically, we haven't been proven. We are innocent until proven guilty on that one. I think it's interesting that you mentioned the legality of this whole thing because I was actually quite a bit terrified and had to look up some legal recourse for what I attempted to do this week. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so that brings me to... Uh, did you do the Apex stunt, but in Junkie? You just you just dressed up as... I did try to dress as Osama Bin Laden to yeah. get into their headquarters. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, no, that's not what I did. Oh, the, the real true thing I did is this... Um, I realize one of the reasons they may have never responded to us mm-hmm. is that they've been deleting and ignoring my emails. Yep. It seems pretty likely that that's the case. Yep. And I thought, well, that's fair enough. It's a very simple thing to do is to see an email and to delete it. But that's one email. Mm. Right? <laughs> yep. That's that's very easily deleted because it's only one email. Mm, yeah, yeah. So what if instead I sent them a lot of emails? <laughs> How many emails did you send them, Alex? Uh, well, my first aim was to send them 50 emails. <laughs> yep. For 50 episodes. That seems right. But what occurred to me is if they, they were multiple emails all from the one account, it would still be very easy for them to kind of just select all, ignore mm, and delete it. Mm, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so it seemed like a much more logical thing to do would be to send them multiple emails from multiple different email accounts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So maybe like 50 different email accounts. <laughs> <laughs> you made 50 different email accounts. I tried to make 50 oh, different email accounts. Okay. I only got to make 12. Oh, that's still a lot. That's still a lot. The reason why is because uh, nowadays you need uh, two-factor authentication to set up email accounts. Mm, yep. And that needs a phone number. And God, these email servers are smart because they don't let you use your phone number more than, say, like six times to make a new email. Okay, yep. <laughs> so uh, I borrowed my email and, like, my girlfriend's, uh, sorry, number and my girlfriend's number to make some of these email accounts. So I managed to make about, about 12, 13 of them where I was able to send multiple different emails from. Honestly, I'm shocked you got to 12. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm so shocked. It, it did take quite a while. Um, now, if you're at all wondering what these emails all sounded like, like what were their actual, like I had to create different personas in Mm. a way to really, to really kind of sell this. Um, so these are the names of some of the emails that I set up. Oh, we have jorgendundas at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, LandyDandyRandy at gmail.com. That's a fun one. Uh, Daintree Mercedes. Alfaceolga at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, my personal favorite, 2020vision at outlook.com. That was for someone named Quentin Ignatius, uh, born on <laughs> the 3rd of January, I think it was, 1978. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you had to create identities and yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, underwearcommando at outlook.com. Ooh. Mm, I know, right? Are they wearing underwear or are they commando? It's confusing, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's the question they'll be asking when they get the email from this person. Yeah, yeah. So I composed all of these email accounts and then I sent off these emails. But I, I guess you're wondering, what is the content of these emails? Because mm. if I just sent the same email 
all of these times. They'd know straight They away. would read it once and then just delete the rest. Yes. So what I did is I wrote the one message across all of these different 15 or so emails that I sent. The one message, what do you mean? So I composed a message and then I sent oh. it three to four words at a time <laughs> across all the different emails. It's like Skynet has like <laughs> taken over and is sending messages. Oh, and I this love it. Is, and this is what I meant by the legality because I had to look up the Spam Act because I was worried that I was coming dangerously close. Ah, the Spam Act. <laughs> that pesky law. It's always getting us on this podcast. Uh, yeah. Um, so I was genuinely feeling like I was tempting fate and I was like, Junkie probably has quite an exhaustive uh, legal uh, framework. Yeah, I'd like say they'd, some pro- they'd probably have a few on, on, on the, the payroll. payroll. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't want to attempt fate in that way. But nonetheless, here is the message that I sent uh, across these many emails. <laughs> Hello, Junkie. Well, I guess this is it. I've really enjoyed our back and forth friendship over this <laughs> last year. <laughs> but now is the time for me to finally give up on getting your attention and move on. This is my last attempt to get you to listen to the podcast and write an article. But more importantly, it's my opportunity to express how much you mean to me. It's time to say goodbye at junkie.com. Love, Alex and Jack, the Hear No Movie, See No Movie boys. That's it. A moment of silence. That's... That was beautiful, Alex. Can you can you um in post play some some sort of string music underneath? Oh, underneath you know I can. Yeah. I will compose uh, an original tune uh, known as "Good Death, Good Junkie" to play right here. Mm. And did they respond? No, not yet. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fucking junkie. Ah. Uh, oh. Yes, well, one day, maybe. We still are yet to find out whether they will finally respond to me. But that's um, that's it for now from the Junkie Corner. Mm. Yeah, I guess we might be able to talk about this movie now that we watched. Yeah, I guess, I guess. it's. T- I mean, it's taken us a little while, but should we... Um, this is what The people are here to, to hear about the movie. We want to hear the movie. They're clamoring against the window. Yeah, yeah, they there are. There are people with signs saying, uh, my favorite episode is... Jackass. I also love that terrible sound quality as well. Again, Jackass. Yeah. That was in the that was in the period of, I, I think the thirty that around the thirty thirty three episode. That's kind of like when we were um, teens uh, and we were sprouting lots of pimples. The, the the podcast was gross basically, and nobody loved us. Yeah. And then we've sprouted into a slightly more formed human being, and now we're a, now we're a sexy. A sexy, I don't know. Sexy teen. We're a, a sexy. I thought, okay. Yeah, we went back to being a teen. But now we're a really sexy. Te- yeah. Now we're a teen out of an 80s movie. Right. We're like, we're, we don't have pimples. There's nothing wrong with us. We're just sexy as fuck. That's a nice little segue. Yeah. Into the movie that we watched this week called 16 Candles. Candles. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. Bit of natural harmony. We haven't had to do that for a long time. I know. Because I... <laughs> usually we're across a Skype connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sixteen Candles, um, featuring Molly Ringwald. Yes. As the most eighties 
looking person ever. And there are, you, there are a couple of connections this movie has to movies we've done in the past. Because you may recall Molly Ringwald uh, played the narrator and mother in the film SBF 18. Mm, that uh, classic. That classic, which was episode 38. Oh, in good. addition to that... Uh, this is the favorite movie of the main character from To All the Boys I Loved Before from episode 27, I think. Wow, that's a long time ago. Did we, nope. did we do that together? That episode 27. That was... I, oh, what episode was that? 30-something? Geostorm was 27, I think. Okay. You've seen them all, huh? I've seen them all. Uh, it was episode 31 was To All the Boys I Loved Before. Oh, so that was when that was I after was Baywatch. in France. Okay, yes. okay. Uh, and finally, this is by John Hughes, who also made Weird Science. Yeah, and oh boy, you could tell. You could tell, I think. I think you could tell more than I did, but Weird Science, um, as some of us may recall, um, the movie where a bunch of nerds get together and they're like, why are we still virgins? It's because women don't get us. Oh, well, we better make a woman and fuck her? Yeah, they don't get to, but they, they sure to. do try. They try so hard. And um, this movie has... The thing about this movie, Alex, is that I think mm-hmm. watching this and watching the plethora of other 80s movies and 90s movies and even early 2000s movies, um, the really set out the, the framework for, like, proto-incels. Oh, yeah. In, inceldom makes so much sense when you watch a movie like this because you're like, oh, it's because nerds think... Like, neckbeards think that they're entitled to women if they just try super hard and be really creepy. They're like, women will want to sleep with me then. And you're like, no, no. But if you watch a thousand movies that say that, you're like, why aren't I getting laid? I'm going to get really angry now. And you're like, no, it's the the 80s did this. I've been saying this for years. Mm. People who act as if incels came out of nowhere, as if they crawled out of a cave and up mm. everyone's collective butts. Mm. Uh-uh. Get out of there. <laughs> get out of there. You just have to go back to these movies and this is where they were born. Yeah. Because this movie was super, like, really rapey, oh, man. Oh, boy. It oh, was, my God. It was... Yeah. Like, this is the kind of movie that people always talk about. It's so, like, oh, it's 16 candles. It's a bit of fun. And watching it, I was just like, I, I'm gobsmacked yeah. at how fuck... But I couldn't even hear it. Like, I was watching it. Oh, yeah. They were saying some pretty awful things. I'd read some think pieces about, like, the rapiness in 16 candles. But mm. I... It, it, I wasn't... I still wasn't prepared. Mm. Because everything out of the mouths of these men is atrocious. And it's written by men. So you know that, like, they must have been like, yeah, this is great stuff. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. But you're just like, oh, it's written by men? I'm shocked. How- yeah. But, and also, Molly Ringwald is meant to be the main character. And I swear I saw her, like, for Barely maybe enough. 10 minutes. Yeah. And that was it. And And all that happened when she was on the screen was that she was getting pursued aggressively by this nerd who didn't understand... Um, who didn't understand personal space. Like, whenever no. he spoke to her, you know, you talk at sort of this distance, but whenever he spoke to her, he'd be like, hey, Molly, how are you going? Like, right in her face. And he would always put his arm up on things. And it was just really aggressive. It was a real shit-looking dude, but, like, really aggressive stance. What was his name? I never caught his name. I have no idea. I couldn't hear it. All right. With 50 no episodes in, you sass, don't understand. No, no. <laughs> um, I don't know what his name was, but I just, okay. in my notes, he is... He's rapey kid. He's rapey kid. Which is awful, but it's true, though. What What do you think the plot was, Jack? What do you think was going on in 16 Candles? 
Well, okay, so I think 16 Candles has something to do with the fact that she's turned 16. Okay. And then... It's a bold claim, but go on. Yeah, and I think by the end I realised that her family missed her birthday. Ring-a-ding-ding. Yes, but outside of that, I don't know what the rest of the movie, which which was mm. about another 100 and... Like, about another hour and 27 minutes of a 90-minute movie. I didn't really understand how that related to anything that happened at all. Yeah, it's not it's not the focus, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> okay, It cool. is for a moment. Mm. Uh, essentially, she, she wakes up, it's her 16th birthday, and she kind of laments in the mirror um, that, uh, as she puts it, chronologically, I'm 16 today, however, physically, I'm still 15. So she's really, she's upset that she has not come into her own womanly body. Right. Hang on. She says she's still 15 as opposed to 16. Yeah. Well, I didn't know there was a massive difference between 15 and 16 year olds. Apparently. See, I don't really know women and their bodies. But according to this movie, (laughs) magically between the age of 15 and 16, Mm, that's mm, when mm. your boobs grow, I guess. Like just right then, like overnight. I mean, I think I watched enough. A much um, enough puberty things in high school to know that it's different for everyone. Puberty things? Well, what, you, you what know, puberty things. Puberty, did you, watch? you know, when you you're in school and the teacher's like, "All right, we're gonna pop on a video." Everyone shut up, and then it's just like, "This is about we're gonna talk about puberty," and you're like, everyone goes, "Ah!" And the whole thing is just like, "Hey guys, it's different for everyone, so shut the fuck up." And you're like, "Okay." Hey Jack, did you ever find those videos uh, weirdly sexy? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, actually there was one in um when I was in science. So usually you have like sex you, ed class. You were watching them in science class? Yeah, I was we were watching, watching them in, in history class. Oh but go on. <laughs> I was watching them in PE. <laughs> um uh but we did watch in science a video where it was like a cartoon hmm. inside like a man's like reproductive organs being oh, like that's this hot. is it's like this is where sperm's made like these are the testicles mm. and then it was like and what happens when he ejaculates is this and it's like showing like cartoon sperms like flying up a tube being like this is so much fun and then right at the point of climbing he's like and then they reach the end of the penis it cuts to a shot of a real penis <laughs> a real penis <laughs> on the outside just coming and you're like whoa whoa <laughs> Just out of nowhere, just jizzing on itself, a real man's penis. I was shocked um, and weirdly turned on, that's but just like, shocked. That's just like the Lego movie where the whole movie you're thinking, wait, let me finish. Okay. Where the whole movie you're thinking it's animated and then suddenly they're like, haha, no, we've got live action segments. But in this case, the live action segment is a dick. Yeah. Coming. Coming. Which is, you know, quite, yeah. it's quite a moment. You, could, you wouldn't be able to see that in a normal movie. And here they are showing them off in science class to young young 14-ers. Yeah, exactly. It was a lot. I, w- I wasn't expecting it. I mean, it's all, it's all natural, but I, w- I was not ready for that. All natural. All natural. Yeah, we're not saying Cummings gross, guys. Don't let us come off like that. Mm. Cummings is a beautiful, natural thing. Anyway. But so also the- it's gross. But it's also gross. <laughs> the focus of this movie is a lot on this uh, on young Molly Ringwald's breasts. Um, just so you know, okay. There's a lot of mention of them mm. from all of the characters. Uh, it begins with Molly lamenting the fact that she's got small breasts. I really hope she's um was over was of age when this movie was. I made. really hope so too. Yeah, because th- at the beginning of the movie, I thought she looks quite old for a um yeah. f- for a high school student. 
But then as the movie wore on and I saw some of the other students, I thought, wow, Molly is looking younger and younger as the movie goes on, as there were other 15-year-olds who were literally men, um, just large men and women. Um, like, some of them looked like in their 30s. You're like you're not a you're not a child. What is, what is going on? What are you doing in here? I think Molly Ringwald is quite a young-looking woman. Right. Um, very much younger than everybody. I don't know. It was just a weird vibe, and I wasn't hearing all the commentary. Yeah, the, like the weirdest part. Yeah, I mean, obviously, our our awful rapey boy. He refers to when he's asked by uh, the the nicer jock. I put nicer in quotations there. Mm-hmm. Um, what he thinks of Molly Ringwald's character. Our uh, awful boy, he says, smallish tits, but a nice voice. I'm crazy about her. (laughs) He then proceeds to grab her breast, unprovoked. Does he? Yeah. When did that happen? Doesn't he do that in that scene where they're chatting nicely together? Oh, he like he jumps on top of her. He tries. He twice yeah. jumps on top of her, and she pushes him off. Oh, I assumed that he actually grabbed the breast because I heard a big awooga in the sound effects. Oh, right. He probably does, but his back is sort of obscuring the view of that. Right. But he does just go like, "I'm just gonna little and jump on top of her," and she's like, "Fuck off!" And he goes, oh, "I'm gonna do it again." You're like, "Oh no." Yeah, yeah she's actually fine with it, which is weird. Yeah, she started laughing after a bit, and you go, "Oh." Uh. Oh. <laughs> but the weirdest moment is when her grandparents get in on it. They they literally come up to her and say, um, "Oh look, her! I, oh, she's gotten her boobies." They come right up to her and say, "Oh, look at you! You've gotten your boobies in." Mm. And then the grandfather's like, "Just let me get my magnifying glass." And then the grandmother grabs one oh. of the breasts and says, they're very perky. Oh, I don't think she grabs them. Oh, well, I mean... Unless I've just blocked that out. I mean, the voiceover after that has Molly Ringwald saying, I just got groped by my grandma. Oh, well, maybe she does. I feel like I missed all these gropes. I, yeah, you've really kind of shut I glazed right over. Um, That's weird. That's a... um, It's weird coming from your granddad, for sure. Not yeah. okay. Not okay. Also... No, I don't know. Also, you don't know? Just it's just it's so weird to like one to one day like she's she's gone to bed obviously. She seems obviously. to she seems to live with her grandparents and her family and, and stuff. And also Long Duck Dong. But we'll and get Long to Duck him. Long Duck Dong. Well, yes, we'll need a whole podcast for him. Um so she's with them and seemingly in the night like she they've woken up and they're like this is the day where I'm going to say something about her breasts. Like they live with her. They could have said it. And what are the chances that everybody does it on this one particular... When she turns 16, like, suddenly there was nothing, and now it's all happening. Like, is that... It's a bit strange. It is strange. It makes me think that, that in this universe, it is a hard and fast rule of puberty that you're meant to get your boobs on 16. Yeah. Well, then that also begs the question, is how did they forget her birthday? Because... Suddenly That's her breasts true. have appeared and, and surely everybody knows that when you get breasts, it's your 16th, it's your 16th birthday. But, well, the evidence is there, but they were so busy with the wedding. I think you're going to say they were so busy with the breasts, they forgot I mean, completely about the birthday. You know, The wedding was also another thing that I completely missed. I had no idea that was happening. I just know he shared an older sister. Yes. Um, And that's it. Yep. You saw her once. And then she disappeared. And then she was high at her wedding. But that's for later. Yeah, that's that's a little... We'll clip for later. Uh, So essentially, everyone forgets Molly Ringwald's birthday. She's really upset about that. She goes to school. Mm -hmm. 
And at school, um, she reveals that she has this crush on one of the seniors called... Jake Ryan. Oh, very nice. I know. Very nice. Uh, Two two first names. Couldn't have been a more boring name. No, so boring. (laughs) And very boring looking man, to be honest. Oh, yeah? Like, very conventionally attractive, but very boring as well. Oh, okay. I mean, he he also talked very boring. He didn't do much... Mm. in the whole movie in the scheme of things um so he's like a senior and he's dating a beautiful like the the hottest girl in the school mm-hmm. yeah but he just can't shake that he's a little bit interested in this young molly ringwald even though she's got no boobs mm. that had to be established the, the characters talk about that together like he's he's chatting with his bro and he's like what do you reckon of that girl and it's like that girl uh no boobs Ain't no boobs there. Fucking hell. Don't waste your time on that. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? No boobs, no boobs. No boobs. <laughs> no boobies. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We got no boobs. <laughs> uh, so that's that's essentially the plot, is he's kind of interested in her. There's the weird <laughs> rapey boy who's also interested in her. He also looks really young. Everyone else looks old, Except for him, he looks the like boy. he looks like thirteen. Yeah. Oh boy, that makes it so much worse. Yeah. So whenever the, this boy go is like essentially being like, "Hey, let me touch them boobies," you're like, "Shouldn't you be in preschool? <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be saying that sort of stuff." So um. Yeah. There was one um sequence we were swapping between scenes, and mm-hmm. there was like a loud boing sound effect. Wait, what? When the swing? What? Like we were we were cutting from one scene to the next. Mm. And there was a boing sound effect. What was that? It was a big boner. <laughs> a big, was it really? No, I don't know. I'm not I, sure. I think it was boobs because a couple of seconds after that, you were like, whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the scene where um, there was something happened. It was like in a classroom. And then it, it was a hard cut to just a super close up of, of breasts, naked breasts. Um, yeah. Oh, Wow. You know, Alex, sometimes I love this job, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know, being a man, I got simple needs Uh, and simple desires and a a good good pair of of titties is all I need. Right in my face while I'm watching my... My high school teen comedy. Oh yeah, they're meant to be. They're meant to be sixteen-year-olds, and they thrust them in your face, and you're like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> was it my fault? I was Ooh. just, I was just watching sixteen candles. Yeah, I, watching 16. I didn't know this was gonna be here. Oh no, but um, that yeah, was just in for daddy. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just a close-up of boobs, and then it cuts away to Molly and her friend in towels, just sort of staring at. I'm assuming they're just ogling her, being like, mm. "Look at, look at those." I'm assuming, like, this is paraphrasing, but they're just saying, look at them titties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. They said that, like, five times over and over mm, again. Yeah, yeah. Look at them titties. Look, <laughs> look them at them titties. titties look, look at them titties. titties. But then what was her problem? Because I thought she... Oh, no, because she doesn't have any. Okay, so yeah, that's why she's that's upset. that's what I mean. They're all obsessed with breasts in this movie. And then the movie is about how she's going she's gonna to chase that girl and cut hers off and stick them on her chest. I wish it was about that. That would be more interesting. That would be so much more interesting. Instead, it's about her, like, swatting away all of these these little boys. Yeah, awful boys with awful morals. And also, she just goes home. Yeah, from the party. What's going on? Like, there's a prom and then there's a party and all the characters go to that except for her. She just goes home. And that's like the end of her plot for the movie. Okay, so this is the thing that I don't understand. This, so the move, so we've set up the premise. Molly yeah. doesn't have any boobs. 
Okay. Like <laughs> I love that. That's the premise of the movie. The premise of the movie. Molly has no boobs. It's her birthday. It's her birth. Okay, it's her birthday. She and she then, has no boobs. She has no boobs. Let's not forget that. She has okay. no boobs. Um, then she goes to school. Mm-hmm. Still has no boobs. Still has no it's boobs. It's still her birthday. It's still... Yeah. The universe stands up. The universe is, still makes sense. Goes to prom. Still no boobs. Still no boobs. Still her birthday. Goes home. Still no boobs. Still her birthday. Wakes up in the morning. Still no boobs. Not her birthday anymore. Not her birthday anymore. Then there's a wedding. That's what we call change in the narrative. Exactly. That was that was the climax. Yeah. And then the end of the movie is she still got no boobs, and then Jake Ryan likes her. Yeah. And then also it's not her birthday, but they have a birthday cake. Now that that's a M Night Shyamalan twist. That's a real twist. I I kept thinking throughout the whole thing because it did seem quite strange that everyone didn't know it was her birthday. I thought the twist would be. Wait a second, my birthday is tomorrow. Uh-oh. And then she wakes up and she's got some ganormous <laughs> Just a huge one. Yeah. You know? So is the arc of the story that the not even all the men, but one of the men in the story who in the movie has maybe one conversation or one exchange of words with mm-hmm. Molly, he 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 goes, You know what? I think I could I could like a woman who has small breasts and then sort of i don't know does a celebration like i'm woke dude everyone's like wow i can't believe that somebody is dating a woman who doesn't have large breasts and they were wanting to be like wow what a what a great moral and he gave up a woman with large breasts he gave her up he Mm. gave her away in fact yes as men did in the 80s they gave women away uh well, you're not actually too far off of Jake's uh, main motivation. Mm. Uh, the reason why he's going after Molly Ringerwald is because he's tired of girls that party. He wants a real relationship. He wants to be in love. Right. He's 16 and he's ready to settle down. That's right. You could notice that in the movie as well. He kept wanting to leave. Yeah. But the thing was that his character hadn't really been set up in any meaningful way. So when he was doing that, you know, let's leave the party, you'd be like, okay, well, I guess his character just he's does that. Him. I don't yeah. really know. I don't. I don't understand that. Uh, yeah, it didn't make a whole bunch of sense. <laughs> now, it seems to me that the the main character, because Molly Molly kind of goes home, mm-hmm. and we then follow the boy for quite a while. And I want to I want to talk extensively about his plot line. Because it was like the whole movie. Because it was the whole movie. And it's also the one, it's the part that is the, the bad. Mm. It's the bad. So he has two friends, uh, two nerdy friends. Yes. One of them I recognize. And he was in one of the movies that we did. Weird Science? Not Weird Science. He's a guy... John Cusack. Oh, my God. John Cusack? It was a young John Cusack. I think that's his oh, name. he could have been in anything that we watched. Wait. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of just... No, He. you know what? He's in Hot Tub Time Machine, which I watched independently of this podcast. <laughs> Why would you do that, Jack? I don't know. Why would you I watch don't... that movie independently it's of this not... podcast? It's a, it's a time machine, but also... Uh, a hot tub. Uh, yeah, got it. Also set in the eighties. Oh. Also but with also, questionable morals. <laughs> so wait, do they go back in time from the eighties or to the eighties? They go back in time to the eighties. Okay. Yeah. Did hot tubs exist back in the eighties? Oh hell yeah, man! It was all about hot can, tubs in the eighties. Did they? Can they only go back so far as hot tubs existed? <laughs> uh, I think so. <laughs> like I didn't. I don't think it's a good time machine. Right. Because you can't. You can't go back to the twenties in a jacuzzi because people start to ask questions. Yeah, but I mean, is there a restriction on that? Like, can they only travel within the period that hot tubs 
have either been invented or discontinued. I think it sends them back because they were in the 80s in this particular hot tub. Oh, so they can only jump between two points in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two points being the two times they've used the hot tub. Yeah, exactly. The two times they've used the hot tub because they, they spill um, Russian energy drink on the controls, which, as we all know, contains fluid which sends you back in time. Of course. Yes. Okay, so that's Hot Tub Time Machine, uh, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so he's got two nerdy friends, and he's like claiming that he's the leader of the nerds. He calls himself like the king of the dipshits. Uh, he was a dipshit. He was, certainly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he talks in such a way like a real like computer nerd, like way over... T- so Is it whiny? Does he go like... He, he's not that whiny. He's like that false bravado <sighs> that you get. Like He's oh. like, hey there, girl. It's me. I'm going to talk to you. Uh, I'm trying to find... <laughs> I'm trying to find the way he speaks. It's like... Oh, here it is. He's like, I'm getting input here that I'm reading. And it's very hosp- hostile. You know what I mean? Like, he talks... Mm, you're like a dipshit. Yeah, like, he, like he's got a thesaurus open near him. Mm. And he's replacing words with, like, nerdier versions of those words. And the thing is, as well, is that at this point, that's... Okay, you know, like, okay, he's a socially awkward dude. He's trying to be confident. You can't fault him for that. That's okay. Like, not everyone is charismatic um, and full of bravado like Alex and myself. Yeah. And so we can respect that. It's just what he says for the rest of the movie. Oh, boy. So there's a scene that's meant to be quite an emotional, romantic moment, I assume, where Mm -hmm. the two characters talk. Molly Ringwald, and she's like, it's my birthday, and nobody knows. And then he's like kind of listening to her problems. You know, They're also she- sitting in half of a car. When you say half of a car, what do you mean? Which half? Um, they're sitting in the front half of a car. And where's the rest of the car? It's not there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not there. She's sitting in half a car. <laughs> I don't know how I can explain it any better. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't being clever in saying they're sitting in half a car, the front but, seat. But how did, how did the car get cut in half i don't know the the scene that cuts to the scene it cuts to her sitting in half of a car and i thought it was a play of the eyes i thought maybe i wasn't seeing maybe it was a mirror set up but nope just half of a car is there an explanation for the fact that it's half of a car i mean i don't think so it's just half of a car are you being serious yeah yeah, in a room and wait it's inside of a room is it it like a prop so like grease. No, no, it's a proper half it's of a car. It's a proper half of the car. <laughs> half the car. So if you went like, if you put the key in the ignition and turned it, it's it would ca- like go vroom vroom. I mean, I think so. I think someone was fixing it. Maybe it was like a, a maybe it was a class at their school. Maybe is car building a, a subject in, in well, America? So whoever was doing it failed, obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they turned in their final assignment. They're like, here it is. Like, wait, where's the other half? What do you mean, other half? You, mean, you didn't study, did you? This is a whole No, car. I didn't. <laughs> I read half the book. It just covers the first run of the car. Oh, I built the first half and it was really difficult and I thought it'd be yeah. fine. I was wondering why mine didn't look like everyone else's. <laughs> I thought this was what, they, what motorbikes were. But I do assume that if I just take the same principles and repeat that to the back, that will work, right? Mm. No, you, you you just don't understand cars. You don't understand myself. cars. I'm going to have to fail you. Oh. <laughs> well. Okay, so they're in half a car and they're having this heart-to-heart and this is where he tries to touch her boobies, uh, where he assaults her. Ah, uh, yes, where he assaults her. Correct. So he's like, this is his attempt for emotional connection. 
she's come onto him and, and given her the secret. And he's like, I'll tell you my secret. I've never bagged a babe. Problematic language straight off the bat there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's his biggest secret. Yeah. That he hasn't had sex. It's crazy because everybody assumed... I know, right? I think everybody... We could all tell this guy was a fucking nerd. It was a well-kept secret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You look at this guy and you're like, wow. wow. You know what? This guy is laying pipe 24-7. Laying pipe? Laying pipe. That's a new one. I yeah. like that. I'm going to sprinkle that into my conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sexy one that everybody loves to hear. He's laying pipe 24-7. So after revealing this, mm-hmm. he then says to her... And this is after he's grabbed her breast. Mm-hmm. Would it be totally off the wall for you, me to ask if I could have sex with you right now? <laughs> so you just <laughs> right in there. And this is after she's also said to oh. him that she doesn't really like him that much. Yeah. He's just like, well... Oh, it's been well established. I might just try my luck. And you see, you got to sympathize with him because he has to try this because he bet his friends that he'd be able to have sex with her. And he mm. bet some floppy disks on it. Oh, but the only floppy disk... Was, was the one in his pants. In his pants, correct. Yeah. Hey, hey, oh. Hey, oh, hey, oh. Up top. <laughs> Jack is a liar. He just clapped in front of the mic. We did no, not high five. No, I did not. No, we did, I did not, not high five. That was a real high five. It was not. In front of a third mic. We have we have a mic set up specifically <laughs> for high fives. Five five. Yes. There's another one right yeah. there. Um, it's on a different audio uh, free, uh, channel, so I have to edit it That's in why later. it sounds so crisp. Yeah. So... <laughs> So this is the thing he has a bet with his friends and if he doesn't get her underwear he has to buy them a heap of floppy disks and as he says <laughs> and as he sa- <laughs> and as his as he says to Molly Ringwald floppy disks sure are expensive these days and then he politely asks her if there's any chance that he can just borrow her underwear for 15 minutes mm, yeah 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 see I missed that bit but then it became obvious later. Also, can I just say, man, being a comedian in the 80s must have been so easy because floppy disk, hilarious it's a collection of words. It's so funny. Yeah. It's a double entendre it's begging to be used. It's yeah. everything. I like just hearing you say you had to buy his friends a bunch of floppy disk. <laughs> I can't say it in a straight face. That's, hila- that's hilarious. <laughs> and it's not as funny nowadays. What, USB? It's not funny. We've got the cloud. We don't even use portable things. It's boring. I it's wish boring. I could buy my friends a bunch of floppy disks. Yeah. What What would be a better name for the cloud that would be like funny? Miss. Cumbox? <laughs> I've got all my files in the cumbox. In the cum- <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some double entendre there. Right? What is cum an acronym? <laughs> uh, yes. It is an acronym for Cloud Universal Music Storage. Hey, here's something funny. Yeah. You know USB? Yeah. It's an anagram of bus. <laughs> now that's comedy. I'll tell you what's even more incredible. The mm. B in USB stands for bus. <laughs> What is it? Underwater, no submarine bus. Submarine bus, yeah. Because it's also an anagram for sub. Oh my god! Yeah. Those scientists were clever when they came up with these little dongles. They literally covered all the bases. Every single one. Mm. Also, <laughs> an anagram for oobs. 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 I wonder what that is. But uh, I'm sure the scientists knew. They knew. They knew. They knew. They were like, look at these three letters. When we put them together, so many combinations. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. So. Oh, she gives him the underwear. 
Yeah, she does. And also, he doesn't return it after fifteen minutes. No, so he's she's not. is she wearing a dress? Um, yes, she's at a prom. So she's just like underwear less. Yeah, but it's a long dress. It's like a it's a floor length dress. Right. So it's okay. We, it's all right. Okay, I just. It still seems strange that she acquiesces so quickly to his request. She's like, well, I don't want him to buy some floppy disks for his friend, so I guess I'll just give him my underwear. Yeah, so what, he doesn't give her anything in return? No. See, that's that seems weird to me. That that, seem, that seems like they were trying to advance the plot there. Well, he gives her some advice, and he's like, I'm going to get in the good graces with Jack Ryan for you. They're not friends. He claims that they're friends. Oh, they're so not friends. Yeah. Um, they're really not friends at all until this. But th- yeah, so there's a there's a bit after this where, um, and because I didn't know that that she had, because you don't see her handing the underwear to him, right. and so I had no idea. All I knew was they were sitting in half of a car. <laughs> That's all you knew. And he leapt on top of her twice, and she very strongly said no. Yeah. Um, which is. Uh, yeah, it's cool. And uh, look, to be fair, after he gets the underwear, he leaves her alone. Mm. And he just goes off and harasses a different woman. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good to know that all you have to do is hand strange men your underwear and they'll just leave. They'll just leave. Um, so there's a scene a bit later where, well, not very much later, but um, there's a couple of nerds. There's a nerd knocking on a door uh-huh. and a guy answers it and he has a big pile of money and the nerd hands him a dollar and the guy says like, yeah, come on in. And he comes in and there's a bunch of nerds and it's in a bathroom. Right. And then one of the cubicle doors, well, John Cusack kind of says, uh, everyone settle down. And then one of the cubicle doors opens and Rapey Boy comes out. And then it's a shot from behind his head looking out over the nerds as he triumphantly Simba-esque lifts the panties above his oh, head boy. as like a, I've done it, everybody, I've done it. And they're all shocked. The thing is, though, is why are they paying money to, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't. Was this the money that was going to pay Rapey Kid for getting the panties? Was that what that I was? I don't know about you, Jack, but I paid good money when I was a teenager to see some panties. Mm, yeah, you yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what it cost back in those days, but like when I was a teenager, it was about fifteen dollars to be able to see some good panties. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It's true. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of, um, because when we were in high school, like one dollar in the eighties, like you know account for inflation it's yeah, about exactly. 15 it, it works out of thereabouts um <laughs> the, the underwear economy has really boomed since the 80s since those movies came out <laughs> it's something that's it's it's an industry it's an industry that's never going away um i'm starting to feel so gross yeah and just recounting the events mm. of this movie mm. it because we still haven't gotten to the worst um, no, and you no, know what haven't. I mean? Like that's saying something. Because oh yeah, we still haven't gotten to Long Duck Dong. <laughs> we haven't even addressed Long Duck Dong. Yeah, and we won't. We won't. <laughs> not, yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, so there is a conversation. Mm. You okay? Yeah, I'm just. It I'm, is a bit late. I'm a bit upset. Uh, there is a conversation now between the two male protagonists mm. where they have a heart to heart themselves, and um, Rapey Boy. Uh, tells him that like Molly Ringwald's interested in him mm. and that he should go to her. And this is where he reveals that he's looking for a relationship. Um, and this is where a certain exchange occurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what this exchange is? 
No, so all, for this scene, all I saw was the two guys just having a heart-to-heart in a quite dirty kitchen mm. um, because they're at the party and it's been wrecked. Oh. They're just, just sitting and the rapey boy's making um, cocktails. Okay. Um, and that's it. And I thought, maybe you know what? Maybe they're, maybe they're, they're deciding like not to be shitheads anymore. So please explain to me how this how this scene is. Okay, not bad so enough. to begin with, um, the jock says possibly the most heinous line in the entire film, uh, where he's referring to his uh, incredibly drunk girlfriend, mm-hmm. and she's in a room, uh, passed out. Yeah, and he's lamenting the fact that you know he he's not happy in his relationship. He wants something else, and uh, the 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 nerdy boy says to him. Well, look at you! Like you can, you can go and get any amount of of sex. Don't do this to me. <laughs> why? Why don't you? Why do you want Molly Ringwald? And and the jock's like, yeah, I know. Like, look at me. I'm I'm great. I've got this sexy girlfriend in the room, passed out. I could violate her oh. ten different ways. Oh. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Why? Why is that? A, why is that an okay line? Like, are we snowflakes for thinking that I, that's fucked? <laughs> I guess we're snowflakes. I guess we are. In what? In what world is that okay? We're is gonna that get a- flamed for for pants in someone's favorite movie, and that's another thing. This is the favorite movie of the girl from to all yeah. the boys I love before. Yeah, and like some of the the thing is some. Some things in this movie you can kind of be like, oh, maybe it was a different time. Things are misconstrued. Blah 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 blah. But that is like, when has that ever not been like? This is rape. This isn't funny. This is meant to be like the hero of the story that the girl ends up with. Oh, but but you know what? Is he is a hero because he's like, I could violate her in ten different ways, but I won't because I'm a gentleman. But but I am gonna let you do it. That's that's the next part because he's Mm. like, I could violate her in ten different ways. Mm. But I'm not interested anymore. If you give me Wally Ringwald's underwear, you can take her home and do what you want. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> Again, Jesus. this is the hero of the film. It's worse than I imagined. Right? It's worse than I imagined. Fuck me, dead. Um, and then the movie gets better from here. Um, they decide not mm. to do it. They all go home and think about what they've done. Correct. <laughs> Oh, I wish we could. I wish that was the case. I wish it was. I wish that the next scene didn't happen. Yeah. Um. And the thing is, the fucked thing about this next scene is that, um, it's later. They later attempt to justify it. So they, mm. they take. So they they drive. Rapey boy drives um drunk girl home. She's yeah. passed out. Yeah. Um, she gets she gets loaded into the car. She's passed out. Raven Boy gets into the car, and as she's passed out, he looks down, and there's a close-up shot of her underwear uh, on her person. Yeah. And then it cuts back to Raven Boy, and he's got this like, oh yeah, like kind of that sort of yeah. rapey look, like yeah. he does quite often. Um, and then he snaps out of it, and she vaguely re- comes back into consciousness for a second. Um, and then he's like, "All right, well, I'm going to drive you home." And so he obviously can't drive because he's a he's a child. Yeah. And so he starts driving. And then she wakes up and she's fucking going crazy. I don't know if she's on drugs or something. She's oh, all over the place. Clearly not uh, in a in a position to consent at all. Um, he eventually, you know, gets her back to his mate's house. And then I imagine, I don't know what he says, but something along the lines of, I've got this drunk chick in the car. Can you guys get your camera? Because I'm going to take photos 
with said drunk girl who's passed out at this point with my arms around her. So it looks like that I've hooked up with her. And then they do it. It's yeah. the kind of thing that you think the villains would do in a movie. And right before it happens, the 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 what, knight in shining armor would spring into action and make it not happen. No. Yeah, chop their heads off. Nope. These are the guys that are like, there's a soft light shed on the nerds as if like, this is an okay thing. They're the protagonists and everyone's like, this is fine. This is completely fine. And so they take photos of her. But I think the the thing is that the, the creators are like, but don't worry, it's not so bad because it turns out the photo they took, um, the guys who took the photo were so shit, they only took a photo of the nerdy guy's head. Ah. Um, not because they had a sudden change of heart, but because they were just extremely uncoordinated at taking photos. So... They were they they did something morally correct, but not on purpose. Which is the huge kicker here. I feel like that's okay in Nietzsche's book, right? Yes. Or, or Kant. He's more of a moral philosopher. Yes. I feel exactly. like, be like if you accidentally do the right thing because you're a stupid piece of shit, that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, I believe it is the the universal imperative of. of you you should you should do unto others as as a, a world Kant says that you should you should if something's morally right if you could imagine a world where it's a universal maxim that it should always be done and as we all know we can all imagine a world where whenever you see anyone passed out you should immediately take photos of them and society would function perfectly fine so as we know from Kant it is extremely Morally good. Very good. Those boys are tip-top. Everything you just said, that's actually one of my favorite quotes on moral philosophy. I actually have it on a t-shirt. It's a very long t-shirt, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got all the ums and ahs as does. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, guys, I don't know if you know this, but I just thought I'd drop it in there. I'm, I have a, I'm a philosophy major. <laughs> oh, Jack. And I've been waiting 50 episodes to drop that in. Um, I've been waiting for you to actually ask me about this movie. I've been mm-hmm. writing a PhD... About this movie. About this movie. Through the lens of Kant. Of Kant. Yep. It's 400 pages long and it's fucking off. It's bad. It's not a good essay. I've thrown it out right now. I just threw it out. Yeah, look, there it is. There (laughs) there it is. You hit it against the mic for some reason. That's it. That that was falling in the bin. It grew legs. Good thing we have a bin mic here in this studio uh, to capture all of that for you. Everything has mics. It's great. I love it. I love it. I'm almost done talking about this movie. Like, I don't know what else to say. Do you have other thoughts? Um, no, but what the one the one thing that I did want to bring up. Um, oh, so that's my Phones phone going off. Sorry, we out didn't, of here. No, are you mad because there's no mic on the phone? I should have put a mic. Yeah, there on the should phone. have been a mic on the phone. Um, there was at the beginning of the movie. It was doing credits, and the person who wrote the music for this movie is called IRA Newborn. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. I mean, aren't all Irish people born in Ireland IRA newborns? You know, like they're born in the IRA, and they just true. they just spend their whole lives trying to get out. That's right? true. That's what every British person thinks is that everyone is in the IRA, and it's true. It's everyone true. in Ireland is in the IRA. I just like the IRA. IRA newborns is like a baby throwing a bomb into a chip shop or something. <laughs> It's horrendous, but it's cute though. It's cute. <laughs> it's really yeah. cute. You can't arrest them. Yeah, they got little like sticks of dynamite in their in their nappies. Like, look, we're not saying child. Sh- we're not saying child soldiers are good. Child soldiers are bad. 
But baby soldiers? Cute as hell. Cute as hell. Yeah, yeah, so cute. Baby soldiers. Yeah, oh. Oh. Yeah, so you almost wanted to finish on the movie. I just, like, I'm looking through my notes and there's other things I can mention, but honestly, it's just like a, a relent, an unrelentless bad sex comedy mm. that has aged poorly, yes. had awful obnoxious music blaring into my ears mm. and also had a character named Long Duck Dong. <laughs> and what race was he, Alex? Uh, indeterminate. Oh, really? Uh, some, well, I don't know, Jack, you could see it. Uh, I think um, you're right. It was indeterminate because he was, I think he was an amalgamation of several. There was one point where he tied a, like, I think it was a, a, a tea cloth or like mm-hmm. a, like a, what do you what do you put on when you're having dinner? You put it on the like a tablecloth, like a handkerchief, like no, oh, a tablecloth. Table yeah, he ties a tablecloth around him to look sort of like a kimono. So I'm gonna say maybe Japanese. Mm, yeah, but Long Duck Dong doesn't sound like a Japanese name. Does that it sounds sound like any real name. Like maybe Vietnam, like Southeast Asian, maybe. But even then, he just seems. It just seems that the producers were like, he's from the Orient. Yep. And we don't know what that is, but we do know that he's different from us. And really stupid. He's a really, really dumb character. Yeah. And they're like, everything that he says is in a, an over the top Asian accent. Mm. And every single moment that he appears on screen uh, is, is immediately preceded by the sound of a loud gong being hit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so I knew every time he was going to say or do something, because I'd hear just like, dong. And, and then he would sound like. <laughs> do you care to um care to do an impression? <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing. If I do, mm. is that racist? Because what I'm doing is is I'm lampooning an obviously racist accent, <laughs> right? So it's coming right round to being woke, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, it maybe in. Co- I mean, pff, I don't know if it bears repeating, but please. If you would like to. Well, how about this? <laughs> I'll try and do my imitation of it. And if it's really racist, I'll just edit it out. Okay. Right? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. So do it, do it. Okay, I'm just trying to remember one of his... So we'll do, we'll do a line of dialogue between them. So basically, there's a bit where this girl, I believe her best friend, is like mm-hmm. enamored with him. And she asks him like, what his name is. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, and he says one of them and then she's like, what's your first name? And, and so on. So, and then middle name. Okay, so, so try that. So, so you want me to ask uh, you what your name is? Ask me what your last... My, my name is, yeah. Huh? Hey there, what's your name? Ah, uh, Dong. <laughs> what's your first name? Ah, uh, Long. Middle name? Duck. What? So there you go. What? Was that that bad? I don't think it was that bad. See, his his. He's yeah. actually woke. It's actually a really woke character. <laughs> uh, maybe that wasn't the best example, but he talks in broken English. He's just like. You mean. Uh, where is the automobile? Mm, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, sounds like it sounds like nobody. <laughs> it doesn't really sound <laughs> yeah, like anybody. That's the thing. That's how it wasn't racist. Like that, mm. that, that. No, it was racist. It was racist, <laughs> it was but it was also like so outrageously out, outrageously racist that you're like, it's kind of cute, but also no, <laughs> no. And so his character goes on a long adventure where he has sex with an American girl and... Oh, very violent sex. Oh, really? The girl can lift um, weights, like big, big, like weightlifter weights. 
she she like use she uses him for like he's a he's quite a small lad and she she's like a she's quite a large she's like six and a half fit, feet tall or something. Oh wow! She's massive. She's doing exercises and he's like on him on her rather. <laughs> okay. So, um, which was and was really out of the blue. It just cut to you know those machines where you sort of you hold your hands on handles and it's sort of attached to where your legs go and you sort of yeah. run and like move your arms back and forth. So he was like straddling her while she like kind of thrust into him while doing exercises incredible yeah it was it was hot yeah it was really hot i'm starting to rethink long dong dong <laughs> um did i mean did he have a long long duck was his dick like a no that was a just a joke dick? that was just a funny joke because you know how oh. asian names kind of sound like silly things mm. Like his the the brother the brother of Molly Ringwald was really awful. He said some very racist things. Oh, that kid was so fucked. He was a piece of shit. He looked fucked. He was so fucked. I think the worst <laughs> thing he said was, "I got to sleep under an Asian person who's named after a duck's dork." That's what? but he didn't say Asian person. What did he say? I don't want to repeat it. Oh no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Oh. Does it rhyme with mink? No, he didn't say that. It rhymes oh. with Heineman. Oh my fucking god! Did yeah. I, did I sound racist then? Because that's the one that came to my mind. No. Okay. Look, I don't think either of us are racist here. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it, but Look, I thought. I, I thought like that's probably what he's gonna say. <laughs> I mean, we've never been racist on this podcast. Do <laughs> No, there's no, there's no <laughs> clips. There's, there's no, no racist clips. clips. But there's all you know, there was racist clips. clips. There's no racist clips. And if there were, why would we put them on here? Why <laughs> would we true. put them on here? I have the power. Yeah. <laughs> I have the power. To, I could edit out all of this. You think this is live? No, it's a fucking no. illusion, you idiot. It's, it's not live. It's never been live. It's never been live. I don't even know. That's not li- a podcast. A live podcast. Well, that's radio, that's son. Radio, you fucking Get idiot. Fucking levels. Maybe we should stop. Uh, being mean to our audience they've they've stuck with us that's true that's true also they'll start to think that we actually are racist and we have been cutting out lots of racist content which we have not um i mean we could have there's there's archives of really vitriolic racist and we'll play them as a clip show now Now. no there's no There's racist okay uh so we've discussed the movie Mm. I feel like we should give it a rating and we should take a bit of time to just kind of think back over our years and then call it a day. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think we should do that. Um, what do you rate this movie out of five, Alex? I would give it a one. Um, I'm intend- I'm inclined to agree with you. I'm going to give it a one. That is fair. Look at us. Working together. Finally. Getting stuff done. You know what? It's because we're in the same room. We're on the same energy levels right now. Yeah. It's it's we're, nice doing It's nice. It's nice. It feels good. Um, so 50 episodes. What the fuck have we been... Why? <laughs> why did we do that? Yeah. But it's been fun. Yeah. And I, I like... The thing is, I like our perseverance, honestly. Mm. Is this, this is going to be funny. We're like sitting here being like, pat on the back. Well done to well us. Done. Um, this is technically only halfway to what we uh, said we would achieve. And mm. we still will. We still will. We're not giving up. Yeah. And like, you know, it's almost a year's worth if we'd watched a movie every single week. Mm-hmm. Which was a really unrealistic uh, challenge at the beginning, especially knowing that I was going away. Yeah. Really difficult. Like, 
it, this 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 is hard enough when we do it together. Doing it as part, we've said it before. It sucks yeah. a lot. <laughs> there were periods where we were doing one a week, though. That's true. It's true. And, and God, yeah. that was awful. It was fucking atrocious. <laughs> was, I was like, I kept thinking, I'm in Europe. I could be doing anything. <laughs> I could be. I could be out looking. I could. I don't know. I could be doing literally anything. Why are we doing? Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> But do you have any favorite apps? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it'd be good if we discuss like our favorite app and least favorite app and maybe separate to that, like our, uh, the movie that we enjoyed and least enjoyed. Do you know what I mean? Because that's a different thing. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I understand that. Uh, so first up, yeah. What was your favorite episode? I think my favorite episode um, for... I think in in terms of uh, enjoyable content mm. that we recorded was probably Das Boot. That's yeah, that's pretty high up there. Yeah, I mean to be honest, like there's a lot of episodes, so some of them blur together, but that's one that jumps out at me as um, I thought the podcast was really good, and also for, we do have like not many listeners, but I think of those small amount of listeners, even less people would have listened to Das Boot because yeah. it is like. What the f- they look at the title and go, absolutely not. I'm going to watch something like, you know, Dirty Dancing or whatever. But Das Boot, generally, if you want to listen to an episode, listen to Das Boot. There was there was a bit that I remember. We have a long discussion. You can maybe chuck it in I here. I will chuck it in here. Um, And it is about um, a Nazi-themed dress-up party. <laughs> and... Alex is not being able to understand what I mean when I say there was a party full of Nazis who were dressed up, not a dress-up party of Nazis. Um, it's a good bit. Um, is this a weird preamble to be no. like, let's explain the bit. But yes, if you'd like to put it in here, I think it's I quite an enjoyable couple of minutes. Yeah, I mean... And then there's a big, there's a big old party. Um, it's a big, it's a big, a big party. It's a big ballroom and it's full of Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, that was a that was a twist I wasn't yeah. expecting. <laughs> uh, it's full of Nazis. Everyone's everyone's a Nazi. They're doing they're doing regular people stuff, um, but they're all Nazis. Can yep. I just cut in? Can I just cut in and ask uh-huh. a question? So, is this a party for Nazis or is this a dress up party? Um, that everyone happened to come. As I mean, a Nazi? it's a Nazi dress up party in that everyone is a Nazi and they're dressed up. So how could you tell that they were Nazis if they were dressed? Because they were dressed as Nazis. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So this is a this is a dress up party, and every single person was like, "I'm just gonna dress up as my Nazi self." And then they got there, and they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we all decided to dress up as the same thing, which is us." Well, okay, Nazis. okay. I think we're lost in translation here. So I think you're thinking of of a dress up party as a dress up party where everyone dresses as Nazi. What I'm saying is that this is a, a Nazi party where everyone's dressed up. Oh, so everyone's <laughs> so, so they're not in costume. So what I'm saying is, so it's not, okay. it's not like, what I'm, I'm not saying um, it's an, a, a dress-up party where everyone's dressed as a Nazi. Although it could be, but um, I don't think that's what they're going for. What I'm saying is, it's a party <laughs> full of Nazis, and they're all dressed up. So it's a Nazi dress-up party. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Look, no, but honestly, if we don't, if we get stuck here, we're never gonna Alex, get anywhere. Alex, it's very simple. It's a party full of Nazis, so everyone's okay. a Nazi. But they're all dressed okay. up as Nazis. When you say, but when you say dressed yep. up, you mean like dressed to the nines, like wearing their yes, best clothes? Yes, yes, I'm saying they're saying? dressed up and they're okay. Nazis, so they're dressed up Nazis. So they're like... So they're wearing, like, Nazi tuxes and Nazi ball gowns. Yes, yes, right? exactly. Like, big, okay, big dresses cool. that have sports stickers on them. Um, they're dressed up. All right, they're cool. not. They're dressed as Nazis, but they're not at a dress-up party as Nazis. But they are, because they're all Nazis and they're dressed up. And this is taking place in a submarine? Um, no. No, okay. we're, 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 we are we are strictly um, uh, pro terranium what what's the opposite of sub Ab- above on terrain. land what? you're trying to say on oh, yeah. land. <laughs> <laughs> yep thank you that's what i'm trying to say um and apart from the nazi bit the party seems pretty wicked my favorite part of that episode because that is good but it was one of the ones where you really had to explain a lot to me because I had absolutely no concept because Das Boot is a foreign German film, so I just listened to Angry Germans for two and a half hours. Uh, my favourite bit was when you were trying to explain to me the Dick Inspector. Oh, yeah, the Dick Inspector. <laughs> you still don't believe Which that I he exists. I still don't believe exists. No, he does, he does. He's just a man that looks at dicks. That's his entire job. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, this gets to my my favorite one of my favorite bits. Um, yeah, it's the introduction of a little a character that I like to know. I like to call. Um, I'm gonna the the Dick Inspector. <laughs> I'll say that again. My favorite character, the 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 D- Dick Inspector. Jack, um, <laughs> you, you know that I have no grounds on which to disagree with anything you're saying like mm. so don't don't trick me here <laughs> don't tell me there's a dick and dick inspector in this film about yeah. german war survival <laughs> no man this this guy this, this guy is the dick inspector he okay. he's he was hired by the germans to come and live on this submarine and inspect dicks that's his that's his life goal his life ambition that's what he's, he has a PhD in dongs. Um, that's PhD for pretty huge dick. Um, he's All the right. dick inspector, and he likes to inspect. He he likes to. Um, he's a small woodland creature, and he he rustles around, um, going. <laughs> and Jack. He, he inspects people's dicks when they're not looking. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> What what if this is true? What if this is true? <laughs> and whenever he enters the room, um, this like I imagine this. Uh, even though the sound was off, um, the sound turned back on for me, and it was like it's time for the dick inspector, and it was like bounce go bounce wow, it's time for the dick inspector. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? What actually happened? What is so the, this? What what? <laughs> What is the foot in reality for the dick inspector? Alex, everything I just told you is completely true. There is a guy who's the dick inspector. <laughs> and he he inspects people's dicks. That's his job. <laughs> and there's a whole scene 
where the dick inspector does his namesake and inspects dicks. <laughs> Are you okay? This, I, I, I just have, I can't, I can't say any, what a stupid podcast this is. What a stupid podcast. <laughs> You're only like, just realizing this now. No, I'm just saying, like, we're, we sit down, we watch, you know, a classic foreign film, Das Boot, that people spent hours upon hours working on, probably in difficult conditions. You know, it's been critically, like, reviewed. They, everybody loves this film. We sit down. I don't listen to a fuck... Like, I just... I don't watch it. I just listen to the fucking stupid noises and the creaks of the engine of a submarine for two hours, and people whisper to each other, and then we sit down, and I'm looking for some kind of explanation as to what goes on, and you're just like, oh, Alex, my favorite bit was the dick inspector. <laughs> like, what... <laughs> It's time for the dig, Inspector. <laughs> what? Like, what, what am I meant to do with this? This information. I mean, you're 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 a smart guy. You, I'm just I'm just throwing you some offers. So he, um, the because the thing is, Alex, I actually didn't, uh, I sort of didn't 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 dislike this movie a whole bunch. Uh, I don't know how it was for you. In this sort of like, I don't even know this like timeless hellscape for you. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to bring you back to reality with such harsh, uh, with such a harsh, sort of reality check. But the Dick Inspector is a real character. Um, is <laughs> not a real character. What are you talking about? You're breaking character. my world. You're breaking my world. How am I, I breaking your world? You have no world. You have no I, exactly. grip on reality. But all I was thinking while I was listening to this movie is I'm like, at least this is just like a, a movie that takes place in reality and there's not going to be a woodland creature known as the dick inspector inside of the film. Like, that's the one, the one thing I could hold on to. Like, what are you on about? All right, okay, I was, I was lying. He's not a woodland creature, but he is the okay, dick thank inspector. <laughs> and whenever he comes on, Alex... It's like, waka 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 boo, it's time for the dick inspector! Inspector! <laughs> Alright, I mean, apart from inspecting dicks, what does he do? How does he service the plot? <laughs> See, this is, the, oh. this, is the, this is the great thing about the dick inspector, is that the dick inspector is not beholden to your notions of um, advancing the plot um, or, you know, what you imagine a German war film would be about. The Dick Inspector is what the Dick Inspector be. He's here to inspect dicks. He's not here to do anything else. He just... He enters... Um, the, it, the, the, the scene... Imagine this. The scene starts... So yeah. this guy... We've just seen this guy writing this really bleak journal article. Okay. And it ends with, What a shithouse. Fade to black. Fade back up. Um, close up of a man's face, a German man's face, um, and then uh, cut down. Uh, cut to another face. It's the Dick Inspector. But you don't know he's the. <laughs> and that's when the movie's like, it's time for the Dick Inspector. But you don't know he's the Dick Inspector yet, apart from the music. And okay. he's he's close, and he's looking really closely at this at the uh, into the into the um, foreground. Like really, really um, intently, and then it cuts to another shot of um, the ass cheeks of the first guy um, okay. from behind, 
And then in front of him is the dick inspector at his <laughs> dick level, just like really intently staring at this guy's dick. And then <laughs> it um the dick inspector pulls out a magnifying glass <laughs> and, and starts inspecting his dick really close. <laughs> And then it cuts to the dick inspector's face really close, and he's really looking intently. And then all these other guys come in, and they start having a good old chuckle, because they're like, oh, the dick inspector's back at it again. <laughs> and then it cuts to a shot behind the, the guy having his dick inspected, but further back. And there's a line of about ten men, all with their okay. trousers off, yeah. um, in a line leading into the room and the dick inspector's just checking out these dicks and that's the that's the scene what do you think I, I can't believe that this 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 rudeness this depravity was going on in the movie that I was listening to yeah you don't understand <laughs> like it's like if I told you it's like if I told you that you were like uh, in your childhood home right mm. and you're and you're like in bed and and you're near your parents' room, right? And you hear these you hear this uh these beautiful sing song noises coming from in there. You know, like it's it's gorgeous, it's music and you think, Oh my goodness, uh, my father has learnt how to play the trombone, right? Mm. Okay, so you're with me so far. I'm with and then you. and then a couple of hours later I come up to you and say, Oh, you remember that beautiful music you were hearing? Yeah. Mm. That was actually the sound of your dad shoving a funnel up his asshole and pooping out of it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand how you've broken my world here? Yeah. Like, I, I just... thought there was just innocent shenanigans going on, and then you bring in this this inspector of dicks that supposedly <laughs> is a reoccurring character in this film. It's a very... It's a very um... I understand your confusion, Alex, but I mean, as a, I mean, I speak for myself when I say I'm a, um, I'm a lover of, I'm a lover of history. I'm a real history aficionado, and the okay. Dick Inspector is a real Nazi trope. Um, Dick Inspectors were everywhere; they were quite prevalent in the Third Reich. Um, they, because they just, because they were like, oh, we're the, we're the, we're the best race, and we got the best dicks. And you know how you get the best dicks, Alex? Is you inspect them to make sure that they're tip-top. They're, they're top-top uh, always. Because you, you never know when, when you're going to have to prove it in, in okay. combat or in, in other realms. <laughs> okay, fine. But how do you improve a subpar dick, Jack? Just by inspecting it. Like, what are you meant to do? I mean, I think, I think dicks are like... Um, it's like quantum mechanics, Alex. When you look at it... It changes. If you don't look at it, it's one way. But if you look at it, if you observe it, then it changes. And if you've got a bad oh, dick, if you okay. look at it under a, mic a magnifying glass, then it suddenly, it gets better. It just improves. Well, I mean, it would look larger under that. That's true. I mean, I, I couldn't help but think that he was holding out the, mi the magnifying glass because the guy had a really small dick, um, which I thought was quite quite humorous. <laughs> well, he's a bit got cruel. A a bit I mean, cool like, on the dick inspector's part, I would say. Mm, yeah, I suppose. But, I mean, he's a dick inspector. He's not going to... He if, if anyone's going to have um, a sort of a, a well-defined knowledge of the median size of a dick um, and give you a sort of objective reading on, on, a, on a dick, it's going to be the dick inspector. 
Okay, so we've been talking about this for a good ten minutes now. <laughs> because this is a huge part of the movie. Oh, is it? Is he? How does he function into the climax of the film, Jack? Well, of which I have no knowledge of. You uh, spent. The... I have no knowledge about this movie, and you've spent ten minutes explaining the Dick Inspector to me, and nothing else. This is a classic movie, and I think the Dick Inspector has a huge part to play in it. So as he's expect in inspecting the dick, so all the lads are having their dicks inspected. Suddenly, they get um, almost run into by a boat, and they all have to spring into action. Um, without their pants. Without their pants on. They're all dackless. <laughs> um, and so they get a, they get attacked, um, and it all suddenly gets sad. And the dick inspector disappears. We never see the dick inspector again. Oh, okay. Um, and oh, also the other thing that I, I'd completely forgotten about, but... Um, when we were talking about how on, in the movie the the submarine is covered in meat, there's just meat everywhere. Yes, <laughs> that's also a fun bit. Um, it just is. it's just a submarine covered in meat. It's fucking great. It's a good podcast. I, I was my that was my favorite. I, I think, think I think that's definitely up there, and it's hard for me to pick one because that might well be my favorite, except for the fact that <clears throat> it was such an awful experience to to listen to that. Um. Oh, for me, it, I'm I'm kind of like jumping between a couple of different ones. I'm looking through them. There are some ones that really speak to me. But I think my favorite episode has got to be episode 17, Eurotrip. Eurotrip, yeah. How did you know? I had a feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was. Eurotrip was a good one. That because, was a fun one to listen to as well. Like a fun one to actually watch like i don't think we hated it at the time well that's the thing it was a good combination because it was the first one i think that i somewhat enjoyed the movie and Mm. don't get don't get us wrong your trip is not a good movie no it is not a good movie by any margin however something about just the combination the 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 peppiness we both had we went into that podcast feeling happy and we just had a happy time yeah also the thing is Seven, episode 17 seems relatively early on, but you've got to remember, this is more than four and a half months since we've started the podcast, yeah. or possibly even five months if we weren't doing it week by week. Um, that's a long time to be doing something and hate it every yep. single week. <laughs> yep. And to finally come in and go, I don't feel like, um, I don't feel like absolute shit was huge. Um, I do remember in that podcast, there was... I don't know if you remember this, Alex, but you were actually um, condoning uh, incest um, I don't quite think heavily. That, I don't think that ever happened in any of our episodes. It absolutely happened in that episode. I uh, just wanted to get that on record. <laughs> I was fully against it, but there's, you were fully for there it. There is definitely no clip in existence that could possibly play right now that would suggest I was at any point condoning incest. Uh-uh-uh. Or necrophilia. I think we both condone necrophilia. I well, mean, that's fair enough. That's I fair still, enough. to this day, condone that. Yeah, but I mean, I wish there was a clip to prove. Anyway, anyway I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. He smooches twice and once is with his twin sister. Right. And I was... I didn't know they were twins. I was kind of rooting for the two of them to get together because they seem like good friends. What, the brother and sister? Yeah, well, I didn't know they were twins. Oh, come on. Ah, oh, this is a family podcast. Is it? This is a family pot. We could have kid. Um, we could have children listening. I don't know how young some of our listeners are. There could be a, an eight-year-old here who's 
just gone. Hey, oh. hey, eight-year-olds listening, I've got one bit of advice right now. Go and kiss your twins. No! Go and, no. Go and have a big old smooch with your cousins. No, stop it, Alex. Like, stop. Hey there, cuz, and do like a little beckoning finger. Yuck. And then give them a little smooch on the on the mouth. On the cheek. Just on the cheek. <laughs> a nice, a nice uh, friendly kiss on the cheek. And then a big smooch on the mouth. No, no, nowhere near the mouth. The mouth is off limits. Look, we're in a post Game of Thrones world, Jack. Yuck. It's okay to be in love with your siblings. Yuck. Is that is this a thing? Like as Game of Thrones went on, because you know the first episode, there's lots of incest just yeah. everywhere, mm-hmm. and then by the seventh season, everyone just was super chill with incest. Yeah, it became very little plot point. Cersei was just like. I'm fucking my brother most of the time. Everyone's like, get like, over it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Maybe. like, what, what's going on with that? Like, was no one else, like, still weirded out by that? People were like, it's fine. You're like, it's not. Smooching on the cheek only. Not <laughs> I, even smooching, a peck. I think what George R. R. Martin was trying to convey here is that uh, Game of Thrones is a much more progressive world than ours, and they've already moved past. Like, they're like, it's okay. Yuck. Uh, for, like, homosexuality is fine in Game of Thrones. Kissing cousins is fine. Kissing brother sister, it's fine. He's like, wake up, people. Mm. The the White Walkers are are like, that's that's the new that's the new social. Do you think taboo. next season they're gonna fuck the White Walkers? Yep. Is that taboo now? That's it. George R. R. Martin. He's been building it up. It's all about us in our modern world uh, getting rid of our sexual. Um, our sexual, you know, our sexual niceness. Guys, just, they're just corpses. Get out What's the matter? Corpse. What's the matter? Go, go out and fucking Hey, corpse. any eight-year-olds listening right now, go out, dig up your old grandfather, kiss that corpse right on the mouth. <laughs> Give it a quick kiss on the dick. <laughs> um, kiss on the dick. Anyway, we just lost all, all the, of our listeners, all so all, all three of them. And, um, and kept three that uh, we never would have had if we hadn't started with this sort. That's true. So now we're a purely necrophiliac fan, uh, fan base, and that's an interesting term for the podcast. Uh, yeah, so those are our favourites. What was your least favourite? I mean, we've talked about Baywatch. Mm, I think Baywatch was a bad one, but post-production when, we, when yeah. i when i listened back to it um i think my least favorite movie the one that fired me up the most and you might agree with me was freddie got fingered oh it really it pissed me off so much yeah and i just didn't and a lot of people have been like i oh, just didn't get it or like you know it's it's a classic and i fervently say back to them no it's a bad Tom Green. Fuck Tom Green. I'll say it. I don't like Tom. I don't like that movie. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I had a. I recently had a discussion with a friend where he was trying to convince me, mm. uh, and that friend may well be listening to this podcast right now. In which case, I say, "Fuck you." <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. And it's worse when you can only see half of it. But I just know uh, it's bad. Yeah, it I think bad. the one bit of enjoyment from that was definitely when we were discussing Matt Black, which is someone that we kind mm. of uh, stopped discussing for a while. Yeah, I miss Matt Black. I miss Matt Black. Uh, but we discussed him, his role on that set. So it was, a, it was a little... It was a guy that we used to consider some of the worst parts of each movie would be his job. Mm. It was just a bit of a fun game to work out what was his job on each in each film. Yeah. And what, do you recall what his job was on... 
I don't actually. I was it something to do with coming making animals come? He was the elephant edger. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. He edged the elephant off screen so that with the one single stroke mm. that um Tom uh, Tom Green was able to use, <laughs> the elephant would immediately blast out come. I just can't believe that was in the movie. Like that was. I mean, I was listening to it, so I didn't actually get to ex- fully experience it. Yeah. But, I mean, that's um that's bold. That's there's people Bold who call rats. Tom Green a, a genius. Not me. Not, Not me. I. <laughs> so that's yeah. So that that is probably our wor- one of our worst ones. I I think that I think I had a worse time with other films because there's mm. something about the ire that that raises, and there are other ones like uh, like I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, which were bad movies, mm. but it got us spicy. Yeah, yeah. But w- there was nothing worse than a boring movie. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. Now I'm I'm kind of scrolling through to try and find the most boring film we watched. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. I need to. I think it might have been. Yeah, okay. I think I'm right in saying this. I think it was uh, Memoirs of an International Assassin. Oh Jesus <laughs> fucking that, Christ! Uh, that yeah. very little known. Um, Oh, what's his name? Kevin. Kevin James. Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James farting. That was that was the whole thing. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> we got so bored with watching that movie. We just talked about <laughs> Kevin James farting the whole time. No, he didn't fart. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> what did he? What did he say? <laughs> like... it, see, this is what I mean. Like, we, this film was so bland and boring that it made a, it, it made me want poor Blart Morecop. That's how Whoa. that's how desperate this movie made me. I was like, it would be so much better if he really was doing a fart in that lift. Really, all <laughs> it was... <laughs> I wish, I wish so badly that he just did a fart. But instead, mm. she was like, oh, are you really an assassin? And he's like, oh, well, if I, if I told you the truth, then I'd have to slit your throat and let you bleed out. <laughs> that's, that's a bit much. That's a whole lot. Yeah, that, well, that was... Uh, yeah. See, wouldn't it have been funny? Joke, you know? Wouldn't it have been funny if it was like, because I think that if she, if she said, "So, are you actually an assassin?" and there was a pause, and then you just went, <laughs> <laughs> it would have it would have one, um, been funnier, and two, yeah. it also would have answered the question because obviously, no, he wouldn't have been an assassin if he just sat there and yeah. fired. And then if he fell over as well, maybe on a on a on a sort of conveniently placed banana peel. I think I would have had so much more fun. Um, Actually, I think mm. pretty much every scene in this film could have been improved (laughs) by Kevin James just farting instead. I would have actually preferred to watch 90 minutes of Kevin James (laughs) farting. Just one continuous fart while, like, sort of his face is screwed up and all red and sweaty. I would have much preferred that. Like, and I'm talking, like, peak, like, peak uh, fat Kevin James. Just like... Oh Jesus! Oh, that would have been so much better. <laughs> and I think, I think the funniest part of this is I agree with you. I agree with you so much. That's, uh, it would have been so much better. Oh boy. Oh my God! That's yeah. That was that was awful. That movie didn't. Didn't nothing happened like nothing happened in that movie? Oh my god! 
Um, oh, so bad. What was I going to say? There was another one that I was thinking about. Can I say not necessarily worse? Sorry, unless you had other no, stuff no, to no. say. No, no, no. I was, I was listening. Yeah. Um, most disappointing movie mm-hmm. had to be Geostorm. Oh, I know, right? We were so psyched. It was. It was. Um, it was maintenance the movie. It it's space maintenance the movie. Space That's exactly maintenance what the movie. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like, hey guys, we've written a movie. It's about it's natural disasters, but if humans made the natural disasters, and then the geostorm doesn't even happen, and it's just it's just Jared Butler going around fixing satellites, just before anything bad happens. They prevent the geostorm, like, you know, Godzilla. King of the Monsters. I know Godzilla. Yeah. Imagine if the Godzilla movie was all about them stopping Godzilla from existing. We don't even see the Godzilla. Mm, yeah. That may also have been the exact same analogy that I used <laughs> while we were listening oh, to really? Storm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's like if Godzilla, they're like, oh, we heard Godzilla's coming. And then someone phones them and says, Godzilla's actually fallen into a crevasse and died. Um <laughs> And the movie, and then the, the movie, movie ends. ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is Geostorm. That is Geostorm. It makes I, it again. How does a satellite, a floating, like maybe a computer in space, mm-hmm. affect the pressure of a like a specific place on Earth? Hey man, there's just lots of them. <laughs> okay, know? of course. There's lots of them. Cool. Um and. And you found this out later, but of course, the cool name they gave to this amazing interlocking system of satellites that changes the weather was, of course, Dutch Boy. <laughs> they called the Dutch Boy. The Dutch Boy. A weather changing <laughs> satellite system, Dutch Boy. Which, like, it just. The, if you're, if you're oh, like, boy. satellite system sounds like. A sort of offhanded McElroy brothers joke. It's probably not that good. Like, if it sounds like the name of a Simpsons character, <laughs> it's probably not that good. If it sounds like the name of like um a football hooligan wearing like all orange and all orange face paint, it's probably a bad name. Like what would I would what I would describe a Dutch boy is if I if I'm like traveling around and I see a small rotund child with chocolate all over their face, <laughs> that is when I'd be like, hey, look at that Dutch boy over there. <laughs> I would not call a giant space cage around the earth a Dutch boy. Yeah. See, what I thought when I heard Dutch boy, so <laughs> we've all heard of Dutch ovens, right? <laughs> so a Dutch oven, for those of you who don't know, is when you're under the covers in your bed and you're fart. And then you put the covers over someone's head or your own head and smell your own fart. Now, what I thought a Dutch boy was, was if someone <laughs> did a little nugget of yeah. poo in their bed. <laughs> but it's, it was like a Dutch oven. And they're like, you put someone's head on the covers, they're like, oh, Dutch, oh, it's a little Dutch a boy. Little Dutch oh, boy you've got a little Dutch boy in the Dutch oven. <laughs> See, at least a Dutch oven would make sense because it keeps, like, all the weather in. Like- <laughs> <laughs> so they could have shown... Yeah, just... Should have been called the Dutch oven. That would have been so good. But the director was like, "No, no, that's too silly. That's too silly." We little. How about a Dutch boy? Mm. And and so the, that, that's what that's what happened when um later on um yeah. it just the the best line in the movie um was when they what was it they they said, "Oh dear God, somebody's weaponized the Dutch boy." <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Geostorm was real pumped up for that for like 15 episodes. Yeah. And it was kind of a bit, but it was also kind of, we think this is going to be a guilty pleasure. I think it's going to be generally good. It was the last episode that, we've, that we yeah, did together. That we did together, So 13 yeah. months ago. And it was so bad. It was, and I think it was more disappointing because we had such high hopes for it. I know that was bad. I was really upset about it. What do you what What movie do you think stood the test of this of this experiment? What movies do you think were still genuinely good movies without the the listening? I've right got here? an answer straight away. Yeah, what is it? Million Dollar Baby. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I. It was like I'm looking at it now. It was episode eight, so very, very early, early on, on. Very early on. We was at your place. Um, out at I can't remember the suburb. Don't I'm don't not going to say your address. address on, <laughs> up on a pod. It was 24. No, Linfield Avenue. Um, the episode eight, and I was listening, and I came so close to crying. Um, I little baby. I think I I think I choked up. I was genuinely affected. And when we're like, you said, all right, time to record the podcast. I was just like all right, like, cool, let's do this. I had to, like, bring myself... I was like, damn, it was really sad. It's a really sad movie. And I think I think it's a really good movie on its own, but um, I could still... I could still get that. You definitely couldn't. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no, I just couldn't stop thinking about how they were super babies. Yeah, yeah. That was a good... <laughs> it was a good theory. <laughs> I just couldn't get out of my mind the theory that uh, they were two gay dads... With super genetically altered babies that were boxers with the minds of babies. Mm. It made sense to me while I was watching it. And we'll put a little clip of that right here. I couldn't find it. Sorry. You know, if I'm ever <laughs> if I'm not able to find any of these clips, what I'll put in there instead is just I couldn't find it. Just yeah. me saying that yeah. uh, over and over again for the exact length of the clip. And that's fair. That's completely fair. You know what movie I think still stood the the test? What? Taxi Driver. Ah, I yes. still enjoyed Taxi Driver. I can't remember if I enjoyed Taxi Driver, honestly. Well, let's find out right now. What do you give this movie? I give this movie a three and a half. A- out of five? Oh, yeah. I give it a four out of five. That's Four out of five? That's, that's pretty film. good. Seven and a half. That's a good one. That's See, good this one. is a movie that I would actually watch in my own time. I think I might watch it again. I feel. I, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely watch it again. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I think, I think, I think we've done well. I think this is a good episode. This is a good. This is a good episode with some with some good nuanced uh, storytelling because we actually got to the heart of it. We actually got to the heart of the message. There was also a lot of cum jokes, so that might bring us down. <laughs> I mean, is there nothing? Did the did the director not write anything about the cum? Uh, did he not write? Let me just quickly check the presidential archives. It'll have to be the last. Yeah, thing yeah. If we you can just do that again. Yeah. Okay, okay yeah. cool. Do you need to check um, the presidential archives? Yeah. Do I need to fill go. again? Or? No, no, no. Okay, I got, yeah, yeah. I got it. Uh, Martin Scorsese. Ah, Martin Scorsese on the topic of of the overuse of cum in the film Taxi Driver. Oh wow, uh-huh. it's a whole essay. Uh, uh-huh. The gist of it seems to be. Um, I was, the line, I have to keep wiping the cum off every morning, uh, was mm-hmm. said by Bicklet. See, I told you that's the name. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
But really, what he should have been doing was collect all of the cum and make <gasps> it into a cum man, and then he wouldn't have been so lonely. Yes. Yes. He said it. Yes. He said I it. I mean, it's yes. like, the thing is, you say it out loud, hmm. and it's so obvious. Of course. How, how can anyone watch this movie and not say, and not think that if he had had a cum man for a friend in the front seat, he never would have bought the guns, mm-hmm. he never would have gotten uh, in this murdering rampage, and everything would have been fine. In fact, I think everyone should have a cum man friend. Yeah. Hey, Jack? Just to, Yeah? Yeah, my cum man friend. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that's good, but we're currently recording this live, and I still don't know. Um, Let me try and recall. Were you listening to that? I think you were listening, and I was watching Probably, because I can't remember. It's got Robert De Niro in it, right? I don't remember. Yeah. All I remember is Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> um, and also, <laughs> also um, Cancer Man in um, New Year's Eve. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we have seen a lot character. of De Niro. And the Meet the Parents film. Oh, my God. Okay, Honestly, for worst experience, that's the worst experience. That wasn't that bad. That was six hours of Meet the Parents. I, yeah. That's look, a lot of, that's that's I like st- almost a full day's of I work. I still can't believe you agreed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I wasn't going to back down. I'm not a coward, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> we, we really hit the ground running very early on. We were like, you know what? 13th episode or... I think fifteenth uh, episode. We're gonna watch three movies in one day. Yeah, and you're like yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, so technically this is our fifty-second movie watched. Yes, correct. But we are only at episode fifty. Yeah, those damn numbers. We really messed them up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, technically, we should have had two f- episodes where we just didn't talk about any movies. It's true. We should have. I mean, and honestly, should've we could have. We could have done that for this one. We could have just. Yeah. We could have just let this one slide. Shot the shit. Um, I'll tell you another good one that I enjoyed. Um, this is probably the one that that probably separated us the most was Step Up the movie. Um, the with, little with, shit-eating grin that yeah. you had on your face when you just mentioned Step Up. Woo! Yeah, with ta- with Chan Chan Tay Tay. <laughs> and the little orange juice. The little orange juice. Yes, the tiny <laughs> orange juice. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that and the... The just this the all the the links to Romeo and Juliet that I was weaving and you were having not a fucking bar of I it at all. I just because we were in Adelaide at the time. We did two episodes during our awful experience in Adelaide uh, last year. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so much worse than your experience this year. Yeah, you know, you do one bad Adelaide, then you go next year and you win two awards. I'm looking forward to winning two awards at the, my next Adelaide. Uh, no, this is the problem. You skipped. And Adelaide, which means you have to go back and do the bad year again, oh. and then you win. It's consecutive years. I'll just go to Edinburgh instead. <laughs> All right, I oh. guess we'll just hop over to Edinburgh. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite bits up there with the horse. She walks in, and she's quite a small, like this is a small girl. She looks probably like eight or nine or something, maybe ten. Um, and she walks in with this glass of orange juice, like full to the brim, and it looks gigantic. Like she walks in, like holding it two hands. And I don't know if it's the perspective of the camera, but she walks in, gigantic orange juice, and then hands it to Channing as he wakes up. It's like, I brought you this orange juice. And he's, he, I assume he's like, oh, thanks, man. And grabs it. And then when it cuts to Channing holding the orange juice, he's holding it in one hand, and it's tiny. It's a, it's a regular 
just small sized glass of orange juice but it was gigantic on this this little girl like it was fucking huge and he's just like yeah man thanks for the shot of orange juice beautiful it must have maybe maybe Channing is just a normal sized man and maybe this girl is like a normal sized girl and they're like oh man we need to make them look like brother and sister so they did what they do in The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, where they they play with perspective, and they put like yep. Channing close to the camera and all that, but they couldn't do it with the orange juice. Yeah. So that's the one part where they slip up, where it looks really big in her tiny hands, and then they like they play with the perspective, and he takes it, and it's just like this little thumb. Yeah, it's <laughs> like thumb. it's, it's like a small. It's a, it's a small... thimble. Uh, so I just remember. Us in that very nice uh, Airbnb that we had. Oh, yes. Uh, screaming into my pillow in frustration during the film because I was so sick of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't quite understand just how powerful it was with, you know, the the, the, the sort of link between poor and, poor and rich. Um, it really was a beautiful love story with just the right amount of dancing. You want to you bring up uh, awful experiences. Mm-hmm. I know what could possibly have been your worst experience. Yep. Uh, a little old place uh, called the Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. I, it's a blur to me. I just remember severely having a bad time. You kept talking about a little ball sack man, you and, <laughs> you and Shuba. Shuba, that's and right. And how it was... It, I remember when I was watching that, I was so supremely bored, and you two were just sitting there with shocked faces. Mm, it was gross. Like, it was actually a gross movie. His face is, like, perpetually pleasant. This, like, little oh, scrotum man. Okay. So the man... I'm sorry, what did you call him? So the man is dressed up. Like, normal pictures makes him just look like a... Um, uh, like a diff- like an uh, uh, an unconventionally proportioned small gentleman, right? But like in the film, they like make his skin mottly Ooh. such that he looks much like the skin of a ball sack, and so he's like a bright red ball sacky skinned little man, um, and that is what we started calling him, ball sack man. Ball sack man. And yeah, he like okay. he, his face is just so serene, and they intermittently would just cut to him looking serenely at everyone, yeah. and it was the funniest. And show. like not even just serenely, like he would have like huge smiles. Like yeah. someone, someone would get shot in front of him, and he'd just be fucking smiling about it. Like that's so chill. Like and I imagine it's just because he's sitting there being like, I'm in a blockbuster yeah, it movie. It must be fun. Like and the thing fun. is, people being like, Hey man, can you just move over there? And he's just like, Oh, Pepper. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> so funny. And he's like, I bet he's like a big fan of the Godfather films. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to be in Godfather part four. And he's like, oh, oh it's so fun. Fun. I wish that the Godfather had been made in this period of Marlon Brando's <laughs> thing. So that there's like, hey, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. And there's a tiny Godfather <laughs> next to him. Just like, Signore, no Pablo, I'm no knowing less. It's like, hey. Don't worry about my mini me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he like loves he loves the mini me more than he loves his son. His daughter. Yeah. <laughs> you come to me on the day of my mini me's initiation. <laughs> um, shout out to Shuba. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Shout out to all the people that have guested in the podcast. We had 
uh, Juliet and, and just or Juliet Ray Timmerman, Juliet Ray Timmerman Gregory. For, for all future people who are listening to this who want to look them up. Oh, true. We need um, to say their whole name. Yeah, Shuba. But Shuba is like Beyonce, so just the first name is yeah. fine. Uh, was that really the second? Pr- the the sec- I feel like we're skipping some. Uh, I'm not. Shuba I'm not the... going in a particular order. Well, I was. Were you? Okay. I was going in episode order. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, no. We also had Jacob Hennigan yes. come on and do Jackass. He did the hardest job that anyone has ever done on this uh, podcast. Absolutely the hardest job. Um, yeah, I really feel for him. And also, the quality of that episode, shit. The audio shit. quality is so bad. So he suffered almost in vain. And, and for that, we salute him. And I don't think he'll ever forgive us for it, really. No, he still gives me glares. And he's like, he like whispers in my ear and he's like, I remember the Jackass podcast. Mm. I wanted to show it to my family, but the audio quality was so bad. Yeah. He said that to me. Yeah. But you know what as well? Like, oh, actually, you know what? He His one wasn't that bad because he was listening to Jackass. We were watching Jackass with no sound. So we were watching like shit and piss and goats getting fucked. Like yeah. we were watching all kinds of awful <laughs> things. He was just a little bit bored, but we were genuinely upset. There was one bit in particular, uh, the explosive butt volcano. Oh, bit. it seared into my memory. I might just chuck that clip in here of yeah. us recounting that. Mm. There was so there was a moment. I, I think I know what you're describing. There was a moment in this film where I heard, um, I think it was uh, the dance of the sugar plum fairies. Yeah. Uh, just some classic Tchaikovsky mm. um, for like a minute and a half. And then I just heard screaming for a while. And then I just heard, oh my God, it's a volcano. It's like, and I'm like, are they trapped in a volcano? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that would have been fun. That would have been interesting. I was like, oh my God, it's a volcano. It's a volcano. It hurts so much. Oh my God. Like, Um, I don't know how he did it, but he just, like, it was, it was like yellow and liquidy and it just, fired out at like directly up and i don't know like if he just ate a whole bunch of laxatives or something or like there must have been something because it was like that's not that's not natural that's that is that was it was fucked up was so really he was disgusting. shitting yeah he was shitting directly. but vertically but like, like upwards vertically. oh, and oh like my it god shot, it shot like a meter into the air yeah and then it yeah sort of uh, like i, I, I actually knew that uh, except because the uh, johnny knoxville uh uses the imperial system yeah. i heard three feet Oh yeah, uh, yeah that's pretty good estimate. Pretty good, yeah. But, yeah. but the, the other thing that you might be missing here is what I was trying to explain. It starts yeah. off tranquil enough. This sequence where we're seeing like a, a beautiful model train set, and then we come to rest upon a hill in this train set. It's not a hill; it's a bare ass that's been painted green to look like a hill, which is I where, <laughs> which is where the, the How... fecal matter then explodes from. <sighs> How realist is this illusion? Like. When you see it, are you like, ah, a hill, and then it explodes? Or are you quite sure you're looking at a bear ass painted green? I think at first you're not exactly sure what yeah. you're looking at, but because it's like, yeah, model train sets are really nice, and then you see the hill, and it it sort of shifts slightly, but it's it looks it looks like not like anything in particular. Right. And then it starts exploding, and you go, ah, oh, it's just an ass painted green with some trees on it. Yeah. Wow. I, th- I, thought it, quite, yeah. I, I thought it's, it might have been a belly. That was my... Oh, yeah, could have yeah. been, could have been. Yeah, it definitely goes to the whole nihilist thing. You know, everything is, you know, all those hills, they could just be assholes painted to look like hills. Nothing is real. Yeah. Art is a lie. Uh... 
it's just it's so bad and then but then like talking about i remember us talking about how johnny knoxville oh no steve-o is just like really sad to be doing his job still like he's been forced into it and he knows nothing else poor steve-o i hope shout out to steve-o male steve-o um also we had declan ma come Uh, on and do the wind that shakes the the barley when we were in we were in uh, Galway Island. I was asleep for the majority of that film <laughs> and the podcast after. You and Declan had a lot to say. I was just like, I mm. don't know what happened in that movie. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to hear Declan and I basically chat shit about political, the political history of Ireland, that's the one to do. And you just yeah. jumping in and being like, "What about this?" And we're like, "Wrong, wrong, it's not that. It's wrong." <laughs> Uh, I was the only one who hadn't been to Ireland and they, you know, I felt, I felt disincluded in my own podcast. I'm going to say it. Well, I mean, I'm sorry that I hadn't, I don't need to babysit you (laughs) through everything. You could have done, you could have done some reading beforehand, but you chose not to. So yeah, I guess that's my fault. We also had, um, both my wonderful, um, uh, partner, uh, in crime and in love, uh, Daniela Pillar, who has also made, other appearances Several on the podcast, often uh, shouting and screaming and then interrupting my uh, normal podcast studio. You can't do it here, can you? Nope. I would love if she just jumped in right now. <laughs> hey, bitches! Uh, so we had her and, of course, Belinda Anderson Hunt on while we listened, uh, watched SPF 18. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, I completely... I was trying to remember the movie. I was like, I know we had them on, but I can't remember. That was, that that was, was such a fun one. That was weird. It's one of those movies that you just like... There's a reason why nobody knows that this movie exists. That's right. There's a reason. Um, and we also had Izzy Phillips, um, yeah. Ted Talker, um, face of GQ, um, general good good person on... Fuck, Whiplash. Whiplash, that's Whiplash. right. That's yeah. right, Whiplash. I genuinely enjoyed Whiplash. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I like just listening to drums for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess I liked it. I was just, I was loving that jazz, <laughs> <laughs> loving that soundtrack. Um, that's like a fair amount of guests. That's fun. Yeah, we. It's also hard to do guests when you're in separate. It really cities. is. <laughs> yeah. Really Apologies bad. to anyone if we said we'll have you on and and we didn't do it. Uh, it was really hard to get ourselves in here. And sometimes you mm. know we just wanted it to be like a a me and Jack thing. You know. Yeah. And apologies to anyone who uh might have suggested movies that we didn't get to. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we tried a lot. uh, And honestly, I just kind of felt like ignoring um, a lot of the suggestions. They angered me. Yep. I was like, I don't tell you how to do your job. (laughs) Yeah, it's... um, Yeah, pretty much. We do what we want. Also, we got burnt pretty early on when we took on uh, Freddy Got Fingered. Oh, like that did. was a suggestion, and after that, I didn't feel like doing another audience suggestion. It's to hard be to trust people. It's hard is. to trust people. Um, yeah, like I think. Look, we've done fifty episodes. If you've listened this far, then first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, second of all, we will be back at some point. We don't know when, but we will. We do vow to do another fifty episodes because oh, yeah. we did promise each other. It's in the theme music. We're doing a hundred. Whether it kills us or not, we will. We yes. will. Um, it just it is it is hard at this point. Yeah. In time, as as it has taken us a month and a half to do this episode. And 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 that and you were back. I was back. I was back. I was. Yeah. Back, it was we, just like I just wanted to get this nice studio. Um, however, there is there is something that does does worry me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so during the movie, I took a nice little video of Jack to put on Instagram of him uh, reacting to one of the awful rapey scenes in 16 Candles. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a funny video. I then tagged it with the hashtag hear no movie, see no movie, and was surprised to discover that this hashtag exists. Mm. And it took me to a page on Instagram and then another one on Facebook as well. Literally called Hear No Movie, See No Movie. And I found them on, a, on Apple Podcasts. Here's the description of their, of their podcast. Actors and comedians. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. The plural straight away. No. Hunter Diaz and Evan Duncan discuss their experiences watching the same movie. However, one of them watches it with no sound and the other listens to it with no picture. As they piece your favorite movies together, they make jokes, they shed tears, and somehow they enjoy every second of it. Fuck off. No, they don't. <laughs> there is no way they enjoy every second of it. If they do, they're massacred. They should be locked up. There's no fucking way. You can't like, you can't enjoy all of this. <laughs> That's bullshit. Now, the really incredible thing is, is that they've been doing this uh, since... Not very long. Since May. Mm-hmm. Since the 31st of May, they uploaded a whole heap of episodes. Fucking amateurs. So they've been doing this for a couple months. What I wonder is, I felt like our title was pretty darn specific. Uh-huh. How did they not look it up and find us two dorks and our 49 episodes yeah. by that point? That's the thing. It's not as if we're one episode in. We've got a fucking library of yeah. content. I mean, some of it's unlistenable, but we will not get into that. A fucking library of material. And they're like, they have the fucking gall. The gall. Is this the dark timeline? Are we getting subsumed by this a fucking what I'm wondering. evil... Ca- Cameron Diaz and fucking... What is it? Uh, it's Dion- Hunter Diaz and Even Duncan. Uh, e- even Duncan. And even... <laughs> We've got all the boys. We've got Hunter Diaz and Even Duncan. <laughs> now, I don't want to turn this into a flame war, but I am definitely looking up both of these people right now. <laughs> uh, to roast them within a, a an inch of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have their IMDP pages. Uh, Evan Duncan, because they call themselves actors. Uh, he's got one film credit. Oh yeah. Uh, called Control. It's a short. Ah. It's a short film. Hunter, 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 Hunter. Hunter. Is he American? Hunter is the most American sounding name. Actually, that was even. Uh, Hunter has a website. Uh, actor, comedian, hiker guy. Hiker uh, guy. He has a resume here. Here we go. Hair brown, eyes brown. Okay. Sounds boring as hell. Well, actually, he's been in quite a lot. Okay. But, he's... Hey, hear me out though. No, no, no. If he's... he's called Hunter, then why is he a hiker guy and not a hunter guy? Why is he not called hiker? I don't know, man. Answer me that. Look at all these special skills: stand-up comedy. Sing baritone as a ten- can can grow facial hair. He's got a valid Jack. What if these what if these two guys are just like two Amer- better American versions than us? I I'm, I mean, is this the end of the? Is this when we get out of the game? Because we've been we've been subsumed by like, is like this younger glo- better. Is this globalization? Yeah, I think this is. I think this is it for us. I mean, look, I think I think it's only fair and maybe I'll do like a, a few little updates, but I'm going to cont- I'm going to reach out to these two young boys. You know, I'm going to I'm going to message them and and be like, "Listen, 
Uh, we started this um, when you were like fetuses. Literal fetuses. Literal fetuses. And we're going to start doing this for a bit, but if you want to keep going, you can. But just understand, it's because we're allowing you to. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is our turf. Like, I think we can add every episode they do is just like their first episode is our 51. That makes sense to me. I mean, that's only fair. It's like us passing the torch. We're like the sensei and they're the apprentice, you know? Yeah. Like the Sith Lord, we're the emperor and they're the Darth Vader. Yeah, just like that. But they're not going to throw us into that pit. I, I certainly hope not. Certainly hope not. Although I think the Emperor is back in the new Star Wars, so maybe yeah, we'll come. Maybe we'll come back off. in lots of years. Well, yeah. that's that's an exact perfect um, analogy. Then, yeah. Mm. So if you're into uh, this exact podcast, but with two people you've never heard of in New York, um, I guess listen to that. Then are you fucking plugging the other? <laughs> what the fuck, Alex? <laughs> But it's only fair. I'm I'm reaching the olive branch out. Don't don't plug unless they plug up. They should plug us first. They should plug us. They first. should pay homage to us, and then maybe if we're feeling nice, we'll plug them. Okay, that's fair. They should they should come with a wreath and fucking flowers, and like a motorcade, a parade, and yeah. then maybe we'll maybe we'll spit I, in their direction. I genuinely I'm trying to wrap my mind over this whole thing. And I can't believe that we've just spent nearly two years doing this stupid thing Mm. only for us to finally be like, let's have a break for a while and then two dipshits in New York (laughs) take our exact title and concept and do it themselves. What are the chances it's called the exact same thing as well? I know! They thought of the same thing and then they were like, let's call it this. Like, what? I know. I mean, it's a good title. It's I give the, it that. It's a great title. It's the perfect title. And that's great concept. How they, yeah. Unless, yeah. unless they, unless they did what Americans do and they like, like took like the office and made their own version. Maybe they saw our podcast, they heard it and they were like, yeah. we're going to do the American, hear no movie, see no movie. And they haven't told us yet. So it's going to be, it's going to be the same thing. But worse. Yeah, I, worse. Said it. I said it. I said it. Worse. Well, look, look, I'm not here. Look, I'm, I'm kind of ping-ponging back and forth between being nice to these kids and being mean to them. But you know what? If they really did steal our intellectual property, fuck them. Mm. And guess what? They've been doing it for three months. They have like 12 likes on Facebook. Yep. Now, we've been doing it for two years and we have about 111. <laughs> but you know what? Look who the kings are in this mm. realm, huh? But we've got like 4,000 listens, or like 3,500 yes. listens. We do also have a couple of thousand listens. But no one likes our con- no one likes us on Facebook. I think we've got to get on Instagram. But That's now we true. have no content to get... Maybe we could re-release... We could, we could do a, a remaster of the first 50 episodes. Well, I have been promising for a while to do like little, little mini versions of all of the episodes. Oh, yeah. Like the best ofs. That's true. That's true. You are a very busy man. I'm a very busy man, but you know, it could be a little fun little project. Could be a little fun project. A little fun project. Um, yeah. Look, I think, I think, look, if these, if these, if these pretenders from New York want to take a swing, they best not miss, you know? Yeah. They, they best not miss because we're coming, we're coming for it. And we're announcing we're doing the next 50 episodes. We're going to do it in 25 weeks. We're going to do it right now. <laughs> right now. We're not leaving this radio all studio. Right. <laughs> Let's do it. First movie, uh, Lord of the Rings, all three of them. <laughs> Let's do it. One podcast. That counts as one movie. Yes, yes. Um, oh, boy. 
Um, I, but we'll get to it. We'll come yeah, back we'll with a vengeance, and we'll get to it. Yeah. So I'll try and keep updating us with a little bit, a little, little like nuggets of content uh, every now and then. And yeah, we'll 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 be in contact. We'll figure out a time to do this. But nonetheless. This is a bad movie, but it's been a great 50 episodes with you. Yes, we raised the bat towards the pavilion. Well done. Well done. Well done to us. Um, it's been a pleasure as always, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, any any final words? Um, thank you for doing this with me, Jack. I love you. I love you too. Goodbye. <laughs> love, the, love the kiss love mic. Love the kiss mic. <laughs> ah.